What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is the Mike and Miss Show, Mission Accomplished, your favorite fucking show on the internet, Hank. What's up, Mike? What's the deal? It's a good day. It is a good day. tomorrow. Holiday season is upon us, as you can oh, see. Oh, Mike, when I look at you and that background there, it's the holiday season. Whoop dee doo 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 Yes, that oh. all right there. We got a whole <laughs> bunch of cocaine and we just put it through <laughs> and it's on there. So every now and then I go up to this I go, right up on a cone and I'm good. But no, for real, downstairs, this is the it's navy blue, silver and gray and white. That's the thing. Upstairs is the red, the green and the white, the traditional. Yeah. But we don't it's have the fucking. So downstairs, it's Scarface. Upstairs, it's the McAllister house. Correct. Correct. All right. Well, you know what? We got a big show tonight. We got four guests. We had five. One backed out. I'm sorry, people, but uh, Terry Janoski is going to be uh, rescheduling with us. We have four fighters tonight. Truck and Carson, Dave Mondell, Josh Sanchez, and Steve-O Morris. Three guys making their debut at BKFC Tampa December 9th. And Dave Mondell making his fourth trip to the squared circle. Going to be fighting... A guy whose name I cannot pronounce. I'll let Mike do that in a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to all watch together. Hey. They don't but, send us those videos. You know when they have like the, the, the audio recordings they send to the press and the people are like pronouncing their yeah, own names? Yeah, we don't yeah. get those. They're not that important yet. All right. Well, you know what? I want to tell everybody to pay attention to tonight's show. We don't know what the trivia is going to be yet. But I'm going to give away a couple um, Mission Accomplished Killfoot clothing shirts, the most comfortable shirt you ever put on your entire body ever. Right, Mike? Mm-hmm. And, they are uh, super comfy. Yeah, what's up, Mike Kanowski? Big Ben always in there. What's going on? Uh, Susan, I'm sorry about the goddamn joggers. I, I, redid the lo- I redid the order. Leave me alone. Tony Soto's in the house. Why don't we go ahead and bring on our first guest of the evening? It's Tony's boy. I hope his camera's- Camera cool. looks like it might be off. Yeah, I hope his camera's working because he's looking a little black screen in the uh, green oh, here room he comes. there. All right. Our first guest of the evening will be making his debut December 9th against Ryanel Riley. We had that guy on last week. He seems like a killer. This guy seems like a killer himself. He trains with our boy Tony Loco Soto. Let's bring him in right now. Hopefully his camera works. Yes, camera's not working right now. Oh. We, we, were, we were literally just talking to him. You know, what can you, might you guys hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Maybe back out and then come back in. We'll bring yeah. you back. There you go. All right, we're yeah. gonna have. We just talked to him for ten minutes before the show started. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. You know, the guy's the guy's got a head of hair on him, Mike. Oh yeah, he's got some luscious locks going on. He does you have. Know? He has something that of maybe a superhero. A DC superhero? Where do I go with here? <laughs> Jason Momoa? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. He's, he's the Aquaman of North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, dude. He's, there he goes. He's All popped right, up. Yeah. His camera's back on. He's got his phone sideways. We got that nice landscape look. 
Look going at on. luscious locks. I'm done with you, Mike. Look at them luscious locks. Tony says he's done with you. Locks Here he is, Trucking Carson. What's going on, my man? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is the Mike and Miss show. Mission accomplished. We're combat sports meets combat vets. Welcome to the show. How Thanks are you? Thanks for sir? having me. Thanks I'm doing great. Up. How are you guys? We're doing we're doing good, man. Well, we know we just talked we just talked to you for like 10 minutes. I feel like we've known you forever. So uh, <laughs> you will be making your debut December 9th against Rhinel Riley in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um train with our boy Tony Loco Soto. You don't lose much. We've been looking into you, we've been checking the checking you out yeah. a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your style, and uh what got you um to stray away from mixed martial arts heading towards the uh, bare knuckle room. Um, well, uh, I've been training martial arts since I was about 10 years old and uh, I started competing in MMA back in, uh, 2017. I fought in boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai and MMA as an amateur. And, uh, I went professional in MMA in 2019 and I, I stopped fighting for a little bit and started a business with some of my friends. And, but I mean, I've really just had that itch to come back like always and i i've always really liked bare knuckle and especially like when i saw knuckle mania that shit was crazy and i felt like really just fired up by that event and i went up to the tryouts in uh in new york and ever ever since then i've really just wanted to do it you know i've wanted to get back in there and compete again and bare knuckle has been like this like hype like bucket list thing for me and i've just wanted that opportunity and i finally have it so you know i'm just going with it right and this fight against uh rynell will be at 165 pounds is that Mm -hmm. where you plan to uh you know make your home in the bkfc or you will yeah yeah i think 165 is like a perfect weight division for me i usually fight at 170 in mma and like i mean it's like cutting extra five pounds. That's nothing. And I feel like I'm the perfect size for that weight division. Dude, isn't 165 like the most perfect weight class period for like the average male? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. 165 pounds is the most no-brainer division that isn't in existence in any of MMA. I know. I feel like <laughs> I like how bare knuckle structures it. And they got like every 10 pounds. And I think like everyone else could take, uh, you know, a note out of their book on that. Yeah, man. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I I hear you're uh, you're a spiritual guy. Is that what does that mean? You uh, are you one with the nature? Are you out you out um, meditating every day? What are you doing? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess some people might think of me as a spiritual person, but I mean, I I don't really have any like deep convicted beliefs or anything like that but i mean i do love nature and just like you know just vibing with everything <laughs> everyone but yeah. yeah i mean you know i have I, I definitely have some like unorthodox beliefs compared to a lot of people but i don't really consider myself like you know super spiritual or anything like that I, I feel like maybe at one point in my life I was. Right. I have a question about that. There's a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Of you doing a walkout. Yeah. And I'm going to bring it up right now, right? Because it's on topology. This is it. Oh, yes. The Kernanis headdress. What is that? What is this? So you got to explain uh, it. I, I, I don't. 
it's <clears throat> awesome looking i'll tell you well, that yeah uh that is a that's like a pagan headdress for uh beltane and it, it's a headdress for the pagan or it's a celtic god Cernunos, which is like the god of the underworld and for my pro debut i just wanted to like do something crazy and we were fighting outside and it was like a full moon that night and i just thought what better way to walk out than with like a headdress venerating the god of the underworld and were you in the stadium a stadium or something like yeah a, it was a, a baseball stadium? stadium okay yeah that's cool that's cool yeah, it was a good fight, too. I, I crushed that dude's face with a knee in, like, 20, 28 seconds, I think. I was Damn. just going to ask you about that. I heard you broke a dude's face with your knee. Yes, I shattered his face. <laughs> when you say you shattered his face, does that mean you, like, broke every bone in his face? or you uh, break Yeah, his he had to have reconstructive surgery. I think, like, I, I crushed his sinus and, like, shattered his orbital bone. And I heard that uh, the cheekbone was, like, floating inside the tissue one Jeez. of them cyborg things with the, yes like the it was page. it was like a it was crazy like That's I, a bad injury. I remember i like pulled that dude off the ropes and elbowed him and i just thought in my head like you have to knee him as hard as you fucking can and i just did not expect it to be his face oh shit so did you have did you have him in like the clinch when you did it or was it like yeah a we knee? like we had tied up <clears throat> like i came out hot and I kind of like misjudged my distance and I threw like a, a front kick at his face and it was like literally like an inch from his face. And I tried to like stretch it and it pulled my bottom foot out from under me and I like fell right on my ass and I just popped up and just started throwing punches and elbows and just like grabbed the dude and need him. And he uh, clenched up with me and we were like tied up and I felt like the tension and so, like, I thought to myself, like, you know, I want to try to, like, feel relaxed and make this guy think that, like, the furious onslaught is at an end. And, like, so I got him up against the ropes and kind of, like, relaxed. And as soon as I felt him, like, ease up, I just went for uh, an overtie and just elbowed him in the face hard. And he, and he, like, went down, I guess, to shoot under it. And it just happened to be, like, when I threw that knee <clears throat> and his face just went right to it perfectly. Damn. Brought him to the uh, I, some fruitcake named Hank says, Want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you one. Yeah, 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 man. That must have felt amazing, especially in your pro debut. And then you went on, you won another one, and then you took a little break. Is that what you did? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I mean, at, at the time, I felt like, you know, I just, I don't know what, what it was. Like, I just felt like I wanted to do other things with my life at that time. And, and, you know, but I felt like the more time I spent away from it, like just the more off I felt and just, I always like had that itch and, you know, but I'm glad that I took the time away from it and like, you know, pursued the things I did. It was all worth it. And I'm happy to be back. I'm really looking forward to like everything to come. And what happened? Did uh, Tony drag you up to the New York tryouts or did you hear about the New York tryouts? And uh, I heard about, I heard about the tryouts, uh, and I remember Tony going, but uh, I didn't really know anything about it until I saw him going. And I saw they had him in New York and I was just like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know when I'll get an opportunity to go to their tryouts and it be that close. So I just bought a ticket and flew myself up there. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And uh, what do you know or how you feel about Ryan O'Reilly? You're going to be fighting him. Uh, we talked to him last last week. He's a pretty motivated kid himself. Uh, yeah, what you know about him? How you feeling? 
I mean, I I think that the that he's a really tough dude. Like, I think he's going to be a solid opponent. That's going to be a good fight. And I mean, yeah, I feel like of all of all the guys Bare Knuckle could have picked for me for my first fight, like they pick one of the tougher guys for me. But hey, I'm game. I'm always down for a challenge. Like, I'm not a bitch. I'm ready to go. Trust me. And, and I promise you, like, I think Ronell's like a really good fighter and super tough, explosive, athletic. But I promise you, he's never fought anyone like me. And I don't mean that as like, uh, you know, a cocky statement or anything. That's just the truth. Well, you definitely, uh, now I don't want to like put any fighters down or anything like that, but when we go through, and I'm sure you have watching bare knuckle and you see some of the guys that are coming in and they have a hell of a lot of losses. Like some people don't even have any wins at all, you know? Yeah. So like it's way swaying on that side. So just kind of looking at your, you know, your career that you've had between Amy's and pro so far, you look pretty promising. I have to say. Uh, as opposed to as a lot of people, I look and I go, oh boy, this is kind of rough. Like I, I almost like look at it and go, Ugh, I don't know yeah, man, I'm definitely, I promise you this. I'm not, I'm not a can I've never done bare knuckle before. So it'll be a new experience for me, but like I'm game. I'm a, I'm a real fighter and like, I'm never, I'm never afraid to step up to the challenge. You know, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And Hey, I think, I think Ronell's a solid guy too, though. I don't think they picked any scrub out of the group for me to fight. Yeah. yeah, he's a big boy. He seems he, he he looks like he's uh he's ready to go himself. Oh sure. yeah, I bet he is. So, speaking of not losing much, uh, and being and being tough as hell, tell me about a tough man tournament that you won in North Carolina. What was was that boxing or was that MMA? Yeah, it was the it was the rough and rowdy brawl. No way, you, oh, were, you rough and rowdy. Nice, yeah. Barstool Sports. Yes. No. Did Christine shit. do that too? Who? Christine Faria. She did rough she might have. I don't know. I think she did. Yeah. I think oh, she did. Dope. But, yeah, but she seems like she would go in there and fuck shit up. <laughs> so how was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. Tell, tell us all about a rough and Honestly, rowdy like <laughs> it's kind of funny because like when I first when I first signed up for it, I felt my like my coach, because I'd already had some like MMA fights and stuff. And my coach was just like, Why the fuck are you doing this? You know, like why not do something like that's worth your ability? And I just thought like, hey, I mean, that's an easy $2,500 if I go out there and win that shit. And it like I thought it was going to be some bullshit. But honestly, it was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Like I love doing that tough, man. And like it, it was great. I remember I went out the first night and they had me fight this dude. It was like you had to fight. You had to win one time the first night to get into the tournament and then come back the second day and you had to win three fights to win it all. And they they matched me up with this dude who was like in the army. And this guy was like really tall. I mean, he was like, he was probably like a foot taller than me, it seemed like. <laughs> and he came out there and he punched me in the face so hard. And it just like woke me up. And I swear, I just started throwing haymakers as hard as I could. And I hit him with like a right hook as hard as I could. And it hit him so hard that he like spun around backwards and was just like, I'm done, I'm done. And so they stopped it. And I, I came back up. the next night and I fought this one kid. Uh, you could tell he had some amateur boxing experience and like he wasn't that good, but like he was scrappy. And like we had a banger out there, but I mean, I was piecing him up. Like I dominated that, but I mean, he hit me with some good shots and he busted my nose really bad. And I had blood like, all over me and i just left it on the whole night just covered in my own blood <laughs> and second fight i remember 
I came out and I just thought it wasn't the most exciting, but I just fought more of a technical boxing fight with this dude. He just looked like a really heavy hitter, but he, he was very tentative against me. And then the final, I had to fight this dude, Jay Boyd, and he was out there just like one punch KO and guys. And like, I went in there and, and like, we scrapped it out and I, I definitely, I got the better of him though. And I won the whole thing. It was, it was pretty awesome. Like I remember the crowd was electric and that was probably, that was probably one of the most hype events I've ever been to. Honestly, my favorite part of it though, was this fight that happened in the crowd. Cause I remember <laughs> every time someone would lose they'd come backstage and there was this guy up in the up in the uh like up in the nosebleeds and he'd be just like talking shit to everyone that lost like you fucking suck fuck you and i was just like man i wish i could just beat that dude's ass and there was this old redneck up there and he just started talking shit to that guy and was like why don't you come over here and say it to my fucking face and so the guy gets up and walks over there and that old redneck just decked his ass with like one punch and i swear like every fighter just like jumped up in the back and started cheering like that was the loudest i cheered that whole night well i i can't imagine a, a bar stool sport rough and rowdy must be one hell of a fucking weekend oh um, man it's it's awesome if if anybody ever gets a chance to go on the rough and rowdy they should do that shit i promise you it's worth it did you have to submit like a video and able to get in there or did you just sign up for it yeah i did and, and like people were making like stupid shit but I, I just told them like hey you know you guys bring me in there i promise you i'll be you know the best fighter out there yeah because there's a lot of fucking weirdos that are making oh, yeah. like these like wrestling promo videos yeah, smashing beers and i still watch some of them <laughs> do you do you recall any of the guys that you beat up in that tournament having some of those crazy videos um not really like i i like a lot of the guys that i fought they weren't they weren't like that level of like deranged <laughs> goobers but you didn't fight but, any guys named kyle that drink monster energy drinks and punch through punch drywall, drywall no. or nothing like that oh. <laughs> I fucking wish. that's what a lot of kyle's do i yeah i really yeah. have fun for. out there if i did Fuck you, Mike, you goddamn Rhode Island boy. <laughs> <laughs> my name, my first name's Kyle. Anyways. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, man. So you're going to be fighting December 9th in Tampa. Um, level of excitement in those crowds there are on par with any crowd that you'll see. Uh, the BK, I don't know. Have you been to any of the BKFC uh, events live? Yeah, uh, I was just at the BKFC they had in Montana. Oh, yeah? And, man, that fired me up, too, because, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Like, the crowd was amazing. They put on a great show. It was super entertaining. It's it's incredible, like, how much energy can come out of some of these crowds. Because, like, the first couple that we went to was during the pandemic, and they were, like, a quarter. They were, they were only allowed to put in, like, a third of the arena or less yeah. than half or it a half or whatever. And it, what's that? I said it wasn't many. It was right. like, it, you know, it four people sitting together and then like four seats empty. And then the seats behind them too were empty because they were like staggered. Right. They you were know? staggering oh, people. But I'll tell you right now, the energy level in those arenas, even with like a quarter of the arena filled, were freaking nuts. And then we just went up to the New York one in uh, the Allegheny, Seneca Allegheny Casino. Mm -hmm. And like it was in like a ball. It was It was a small little venue, but they packed it. And the freaking energy level in that place was off the chain, man. It was fucking nuts how loud and how much 
how energized it was. So. Oh, I bet. And those bare knuckle fights, they bring it out of the people. Like it's fucking sure crazy. Do. The one event that we went to that I remember the most, um, like as far as a, an energy out of the crowd, we went to Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. And like the mm-hmm. first four or five fights were good, but the, the crowd was kind of lackluster. They were kind of like just kind of boring sitting right. in there. They were like half cheering, you know what I mean? And then Bobo O'Bannon and Zach Kalmus went in the ring and put on a fucking classic. Oh, yeah, that was a good fight. Yep. And that, dude, that place was like, they were a bunch like, of, they were a bunch of Kyles hopped up on Monster yeah, Punch it, and Drywall. The, the second night. time that Kalmus stood up, I think, was what then people started going crazy because then he got knocked down again. And it was like, yo, there's no way he's going to get back up, right? He was on his knee. His face is down. He's like bleeding all over the place. People are like, fucking hell no, this dude is not going to get up. And then he got up, man. It was like The Undertaker, you know? Hey, man, that dude's a warrior. He gets up. Everyone was like, "Ah." and they never stopped after that. I mean, that shit was electrifying, as they would say, (laughs) in WWF. They stopped. They stopped fighting when the referee stopped them from fighting. Like you know, oh, what I yeah. mean, it, they finally like stopped it because Zach was wearing a fucking suit of blood. It was absolutely insane. Badass. But from that fight on, for the rest of the night, that place was off the hook. Mm-hmm. And then you I get Malo. Then you get Malo fighting fucking Red Washington and Tony, your boy Bonus Tony fight. Soto, grabbing bonus <laughs> choke out. Yeah, Tony's <laughs> choke out. You know what bonus I mean? Bonus choke takedown. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that for a second. Um, what's going on with the one Tony Soto and uh, the guy Malo on the internet that we all know? What's yeah. tell us a little bit? You are our insider, okay? Tell us what's going Man, on there. I'm just, I don't know. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know what started all this beef with them. To be real with you, like, I Tony's my boy, and like, I met Malo out in Montana, and he was super cool. But man, Tony's my homie and he just keeps coming for his neck like that. Like eventually I'm gonna have to pick a side, I feel like. And you know I gotta go with my boy Tony. I have to say, and I was telling you <laughs> this before we got on the air, that we met Tony from Brandon Lambert when we were mm-hmm. in Birmingham, Alabama. And we met him and we became friendly with him and we started talking skateboarding over the internet and he showed me videos and memes and all that. And he, and he came on the show and we went on his show and all that good stuff. Right. And here we are today, but where the hell did this shit go South? And honestly, when it started, I was like, Oh, they're fucking around. This has got to be something that's just trying to, you know what I mean? Like hype it up. Cause I swear to God, like what would it, I mean, I, I would, Loved to. I mean, I've tried to follow this beef, and who wouldn't want to follow this beef? <laughs> I hate you know, I sorry, Malo, but I, yeah, it's absolutely no shot in hell. Fighting man, Tony, Tony I'm, I'm telling sorry. you, that's easy. Sorry money to say it, Tony, but that's easy. Money, there's man. no way, but you know, I just I thought it was bullshit at first. I thought they were just busting our balls. No, I think it, I think it's real. Like, from what Tony's told me, he's like, man, I can't wait to see him because I'm gonna fucking punch his ass. Like, and I believe it, you know, but Hey, I, I don't know what the deal is really. Like I'll say like when I got back from Montana, uh, Malo had like followed me on Instagram and everything. And like, you know, he seemed pretty cool. And I, me and him would talk back and forth a little bit. And then his account got like deleted or whatever. And then when I added him, he, he wouldn't follow me back anymore or anything. And I was just like, <laughs> man. And then I see him talking shit to my boy and I'm like, Oh, you just want to, you're out here making enemies with people, not following people back. And 
talking you know, shit to my homie. Susan Walker probably shares the same sentiment as a lot of people. Like, like you just said, we've met, we've interacted with Malo and we're cool with Malo too. Yeah, man. He's, but he's a this beef has gotten to a level. And I was saying that it doesn't make that fight doesn't make any sense. You can't take Tony Soto and make that fight with, with Malo. It just doesn't make any sense from a record and a, and a skill set standpoint yeah, and all that stuff. But it might draw a lot of eyeballs because a lot of people are like Susan Walker here that says I'd actually enjoy uh, seeing Tony beat him. Beat him oh, up. I would love it, man. I think, I think that's <laughs> just like an easy money fight for Tony, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really gain him anything other than just the recognition of whooping his ass, you know? Yeah. And, but I think, you know, Tony's best bet is keep climbing the ladder towards that belt. That's where he's right. at right now. I yeah. think, I think he's got a, a few more wins ahead of him and then he'll be right in title contention. That, that's where as a, as a real competitor and stuff, that's where my focus would be personally, you know? And that 155 division is getting pretty excited too. Uh, oh exciting yeah. Man, too. They're, they're starting to stack. It's good. Get, get some good fighters in there. It's that's awesome. Like, um, so what we do on this show, we do a quick speed round. We uh, ask some off the wall questions this time. It's going to be uh, sort of geared towards the holiday. If you mm -hmm. want to do it. Five questions with the truck himself. You don't have a nickname. You just truck, truck. Not really. Yeah. Where, okay. Before we do this, where did the name, where, where did the name trucking come from? Is that like a family name? Uh, that's my, that's my real birth name. Actually. Uh, my mom, it's from the Bossa dialect, which is like a dialect spoken uh, in some countries in West Africa. My mom, she's from Liberia, which is in West Africa. It's right near like, uh, Ghana and the Ivory Coast and stuff, and she came here as a political refugee during the Civil War, the first Civil War there. There were two, and uh, my name is from the Bossa dialect. What does it mean? Um, it means like the it 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 means like the world and everything in it. Basically, it's oh. it it translates differently to English. Hmm. Cool, Kyle man. means uh, monster drinker, drywall puncher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty dope it sounds like a name of royalty yeah that's right sir kyle sir kyle mitch that's right speed <laughs> round with the man himself the flowing locks the aquaman of bkfc i know you love that nickname tony told oh, yeah. me so <laughs> number one if you could thank any one person living or dead for his his or her influence on your life who you thanking man that's a deep one well you're a spiritual uh, man well, i wanted a spiritual question all right. I would say like, if I could thank one person living or dead for their influence in my life, I mean, damn, that's a hard question. Probably just, there's a lot of people. There's like so many wonderful people that I've had the privilege of like sharing my life with. Uh, but if I could say one person, I would say like my grandfather who's passed away because he was just like a great, just a great example of like, a loving, honorable man. And just like, just the way he was as a person, like he made a huge impact on me that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. And just like taught me so much about, you know, just being a man and just the way he loved his wife and everything. Like, you know, I, I just yeah. hope I can be like half the man he was when it's all said and done and I'll have lived a fucking good life. Hell yeah, man. Shout out to your grandfather. Number Thank two, you. Mike. What is the most valuable lesson you've learned this year? <laughs> this year. Um, man, that's a good question, too. Stay out of Malo's Instagram. I do. I was just going to say. 
same exact shit, basically. Dude. Yeah, man. Mother. Don't get in his don't get in his crosshairs, or you're gonna have a bunch of shit talking coming your way. Um, the most valuable lesson I've learned this year is that you just I mean you just can't expect shit in life. All you can do is just live and just respond to whatever occurs with power. And that's it. Like just expect power power through the pandemic and break someone's face with your knee. Yes. There you go. Dare I say truck on, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. You've heard of the Truducken. If you could combine three animals together to make a delicious meal, what three animals are you choosing? I would choose. (laughs) Honestly, a turkey, an octopus, and like some beef (laughs) because I've wanted to make the Cthulhu turkey for Thanksgiving and I just fucking love steak. Is is a Cthulhu turkey have octopus in it or something? Yes, you take the turkey and like the hole in the bottom of it, you stuff it with an octopus where the tentacles are coming out. Coming out, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and it looks like a Cthulhu face. Get the fuck out of here. And people actually eat that shit. Can you believe that? (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I've been trying to find the recipe actually, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely I see some Cthulhu turkey in my future. Maybe next Thanksgiving. I'm sure you can find that recipe. All right, number four. (laughs) If you could invite anyone from history, alive or dead, to your Thanksgiving dinner table, who are you inviting and why? Man, that's a good question too. Um I would probably invite like uh Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> yeah. That is, I would have, you could have given me a thousand guesses. I would have never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vlad man, I would invite Vlad to my, to my dinner table. And, and I would invite him because that dude was just a fucking savage and like drank the blood of his enemies and impaled people and all that good <laughs> shit. I heard all he right. would like take their blood and like dip his bread in it and eat it. Damn, what the fuck? Yeah, in front of other people before he'd have them executed. You know, people sit here and they complain like, oh, I don't get good service on my cell phone. <laughs> yeah, people are getting fucking stabbed and then watching yeah, somebody man. dip bread in their blood. And exactly. Like, hey, yeah. You're getting like boiled you a couple alive by left. Genghis Khan. All right, last Damn. question. Here we go. In your opinion, what's the most overrated holiday movie of all time? Um... Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Uh, let me think. It's it's that miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. What show. was that one with Chevy Chase with his whole family and all? Christmas that? Vacation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. National I just Lampers. wasn't huge. I wasn't too huge on that one. That's fair enough because I I mentioned that earlier tonight when I wrote when I wrote this question down I fucking said maybe uh, maybe Christmas Vacation so I feel yeah, you on I that mean, one like, it's a good oh, movie know, but it's, it's definitely like love that one but I just it it just didn't hit for me there it's good go. it's funny but yeah people act like it's a ten it's not a ten it's not a ten no, it's it's no Home Alone no <laughs> Home Alone no that's an all time great. It's no home alone. All right, man. Truck and car. So we got your social media at the bottom there. Everybody go follow him on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Take a second. Thanks some sponsors. Shout out whoever you want to shout out and uh, tell them why you should tune in on December 9th. 
Um, well, I actually don't have any sponsors, but I will shout out my family and my friends and the people that know I love them the most. This is for you guys. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Tony Soto for getting me this opportunity to come on here with you guys and for being such an awesome friend and teammate during this camp. I'm glad I got him along for the ride and all my teammates at Jimmo, my coach, Jeff Jimmo and, and everybody and my little brother, Paul Carson. If y'all don't know about Paul, he's <laughs> up and coming amateur fighter in MMA. And I'm telling you, he is next level. You can expect great things from him in the future. So if you're going to follow me, you might as well follow him too, because we're cut from the same cloth. He's going to be better than I am. I, I promise you that. All right, man. Well, that's awesome, and we look forward to seeing you on December 9th against Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, Everybody yeah. tune in. I have a feeling that this one's going to be a banger, for real. Oh, it will oh, be. Yeah. I know it. All right, man. Have a good night. Thanks for coming hey, on. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on. I had a great time. All Thanks right, for man. coming on, man. Take care. Have, have a good you night too. and have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Thank you. All right. Awesome dude. You know, if he's a friend of Tony Soto's, he's a friend of ours. As they say in the old mafia, right? He's a friend of yeah. ours. Yeah, friend of ours. He's a friend of ours. All right, well, our second guest is right in the waiting room right now. His name is Josh Sanchez. He is making his debut December 9th. He is a Smith Brother combat sports fighter. Heavyweight, here we go. What's going on, sir? How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing we great. Good. We are good. You are, uh, are you reporting live from the Smith Brothers gym as we speak? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I currently... Uh... Just got done teaching class about a half hour ago. Nice. Yeah, I, I hear you're. Uh, are you? You're the. You're the lead uh, kickboxing coach over there. Um, I do everything here. I, I mean, I teach five nights a week kickboxing, uh, twice a week MMA, twice a week, and uh, jujitsu a couple nights a week. Sometimes, sometimes it's five week nights a week. Sometimes it's six. Just depends on when they need me to fill in. But round how up often? So, how often are you whooping uh, Kevin's ass? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I, I haven't had the pleasure to do that yet. I, as much as he yells at me and tells me to keep working, I wouldn't mind getting him in there and strapping him on with him. But uh, he's uh, he's not ready for all that. That's for sure. Hey, he's not in the comments. You can tell us. He's, uh, no, no, I've never we've never sparred. We've never done any of that. So, but uh, he's a, he's a great motivator when it comes to pushing me and getting me. Uh, when he looks over and he sees me wanting to go a little slow or. Whatever, he's the first one screaming at me across the gym to, to keep pushing myself. So it, uh, it definitely nice. helps to have someone like that in your corner constantly uh, telling you to keep going. Like, there's no other option. You just got to keep going. So well, Kevin's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin is a, uh, a nonstop type of person, man. Like, as, as long as we've known him, we've known him for the last year or so, um, he's always on the move. He's always doing something, and especially when you catch him at one of these events, that dude never, ever, ever sits down. No, always he's always all over the place. Yeah, always I, all over the place. I got to uh, experience that a couple times now, seeing him float around the ring, disappear, and in and out, talking to people, and meeting and greeting, and then back to back to work again. So, did so you go to Knuckle Mania? Uh, yeah, yeah, down in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in late, in late, you know, in Lakeland, that one. I didn't get to that one though. No. Uh, the, the only two I've been to was uh, the nineteen, the Paige Van Zant one. I got to yeah. do security there for that one, and that was my first ever experience at one. I got to do ringside security. It was just it was a lifetime fan from the very first fight of the night. So 
Oh, yeah. so I was going to say, because Kevin, we were talking about Kevin running around doing crazy shit. There's a fight in the crowd. This guy, like, he's, like, running, jumping over the catwalk, and he's, like, j- climbing up yeah, into the no, stands, breaking up freaking like fights. I'm like, he's walking people out. He's, uh, dude, I'm like, what the hell looking, is this guy doing? He, he asked me, uh, they asked me if I would be the one to walk up and down on the apron of the ring in between every round at that uh, BKFC 19 and uh, I look over my shoulder and the guy's in the ring with blue face I had to dive in the ring I was the one that got him in a headlock and pulled him over to the side and held oh, him no. there for the police oh wow <laughs> yeah no it was it was a fun night it was a fun night man I'll th- well so did have you known Kevin for a long time I know that you've been no, involved no, in, actually, in um I just met him um I don't know, uh, March or April, I was uh, training at a, another gym about a half an hour away from here, and it was further away from my house, and they had developed a relationship with Smith Brothers where our fighter, our people could train here, and they could train there back and forth, wherever, whenever, whatever classes, you know, if classes were better for you at morning, noon, or after, <clears throat> or night. <clears throat> so I started coming over here because it was closer to my house, and that was it, and uh I came here two, three times and he saw me hit the bags. He's like, you know what? He's like, here's a code to the door. He's like, you come 24 hours a day and start training whenever you want. And this was six, seven months ago. And then uh, asked me to cover a, a jujitsu class one night, cover a jujitsu class. And uh, two, three weeks later, I'm covering five nights a week, doing nice. all the classes, head coach. And that was since June. So I've been here full time, five nights a week since June, training my ass off just teaching these little kids how to do the basics and getting my brain back to the basics. And, you know, it was a, it was a life-changing move me coming in the door here. So, so, so you've been in uh, combat sports like your whole life. Is it, has this been a, uh, a been lifelong thing for you? For a long time. So I started training at uh, like 18 doing boxing. And uh, then around 21, I picked up jujitsu. I'm 37 now. So, um, I didn't take a fight for my first nine years of training. I took my first fight at uh, 29 years old and I did three fights in six months and won all three of them as a super heavyweight at 340 to 350 pounds. Yeah, that's uh. and Kevin said that you, you dropped about a hundred pounds and you're like a, you're like a stout real heavyweight now. Two years ago I found keto and it changed my life. It just, I I could eat whatever I wanted because I was eating bacon cheeseburgers. I was just taking the bun off and somehow I was still losing weight like crazy and I couldn't believe it. And it motivated me to get back in the gym and start training again. And like I said, I, I fought, like I said, when I was 29, I fought three times and won all three of them in six months. So I'm three and O as a super heavyweight in amateur MMA, but I haven't fought in seven years because I gave up on it because I couldn't make weight. I couldn't make heavyweight. There was no reason to, continue chasing a dream i had to go back to work and i had a kid that was just born and i just i had given up on it you know because i knew i couldn't make the weight i couldn't i wasn't gonna move to japan and be a super heavyweight in japan anytime soon so there was no uh no career path as a super heavyweight in the america that i could see so i just went even back though to work and, even though if you look at didn't mike maybe i'm wrong about this didn't the weight classes um didn't it say that there's no limit to the heavyweight division in in BKFC? Or am I? I'm talking about when I was I was uh, thinking about doing MMA. I wanted to be in the UFC. I wanted to do all that big stuff. I was three and zero as a as an MMA fighter in a cage, you know, full MMA fights. And 
um, there was no, there's no, there's no, uh, 265 is the weight limit in the UFC. Yeah. You know, and in Florida, there is a, um, some, I guess in some states, there are no weight limit, but in Florida, I was told that there's a 265 weight limit that I have to make. So, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that there was, uh, but I'm saying like nowadays, I think there is super heavyweight in bare knuckle, but oh, okay. yeah, man. So, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going back that way. I'm you're, going back. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, no, no. It seems like you're doing the right thing here. Um, yeah. So you're feeling better than ever. 37 years old, making your first walk to the uh, squared circle on December 9th. Um, were you, is this something that you were seeking out or is this something that like Kevin talked you into or? Uh... He joked around about it. Like I said, it started as him just saying, you know, when we're going to sign you up, let's get you a Smith Brothers contract because he saw me hitting the bags. And that's my background is boxing. That's where I started. I studied boxers growing up. when I when I first started boxing at 18. I just used to study all the old great boxers and like mimic their movements and try to make the movements look exactly like theirs and just be able to switch styles and do all of them, you know. And he saw something in me that he just kept joking around about. And then uh, tryouts just happened to be four hours away. So and he was going down there with some other people and he said, "Where, where was it at? Fort Lauderdale." You know, I'm going. We- done joking around about it it's for real now it's in my backyard and i'm gonna go do it uh susan walker says you look like you're 16 by the way <laughs> in the comments there section. you go there you go you know, man, I, I usually don't get 37 that's for sure but i uh <laughs> um, which, try, I which tryouts did you say you went to was it fort lauderdale which yeah yeah, yeah. fort lauderdale tryout and what'd you think about the tryouts how, how was that it was awesome it was a great experience um it's cool lot, met lots of Awesome fighters down there, people that have already gotten their shot. People, a bunch of people that fought in the in the Miami card. I got there a little late, and in the ring was a guy that I was sitting there talking to most of the day. And we both got picked out at the end of the day to do a secondary interview. And here he, I, I show up, and here he is. I didn't know he was going to be fighting he, in the ring already a month before my fight. So it was cool That's to awesome. see a kids see a couple of those people, and they they all did good. They all won their fights. All the people that I saw that did the tryout with me. So, yeah, and you're gonna be fighting a guy named Brian Cromer. There's the there's the pick. <laughs> Pretty cool, man. Good looking picture there. All of a sudden you're uh, all of a sudden you're on fight promos and everything for the yeah, fastest no, growing is, sport. Fucking awesome. Life changing for me. I mean, I'm trying to stay calm about it, but I see the big picture in this, and you know, I think uh, I think this is where I've been meant to be for a long, long time. I've been doing I've been a lot of a lot of bare knuckle fights or altercations already in my life for free and not got paid for it. So, <laughs> right. You bounced for a long paid, time, Noah. right? Yeah. I bounced for about eight years at a, at a gentleman's club. So there's always stuff in there needing to happen and somebody hitting somebody or <sighs> just crazy stuff, you know? So I used to work security in a club up here in Connecticut. It wasn't a gentleman's club. It was just like a club club. And we, they would pack that fucking place to the rafters with people and there would be fights and like yeah. it got it, it got old after a while man i got does, sick and tired of fucking peeling people apart and slamming people and yeah. i don't know oh, That's i've a, been i've been jumped a couple times and like just fists hitting you in every direction you don't know where, where it's coming from and you're just trying to fight your way out of it and it's it's not worth it at the end crazier. of the night. You go home, you go home, you look at what you made for the night, and it's just like, oh man, these lumps hurt for that bit of money. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you know, crazy. Things are getting crazier and crazier too, man. People just up in the ante. Yeah. <clears throat> so, 
Do you got any wild, like crazy all out brawl stories from working when you were in the club? Yeah. Um, I got a couple, I got a, I got a, uh, nothing I that you can tell because you might incriminate yourself. Six or eight <laughs> people out the front door all at once, about three of us bouncers and, Somehow the door got closed behind me as we all got out front. So I was standing in there with all eight of them now. And six of them just started swinging at the same time. And I just started swinging back as anything I could hit. And I started dropping one here, one there, you know. And then finally I, I, I hit a couple of them hard enough that the rest of them started, like, realizing I better back up and not just stand in this guy's way. And <laughs> They felt and, the reverberations. They're like, yeah, oh, so, shit. You know, it's, it's a scary situation just thinking about like what could have happened. You know what I mean? Like I got out of there without getting stabbed or getting a bottle to the head or something stupid. You know what I mean? So it's, I lucked out a lot of times and I got a kid at home. He's eight years old. I can't be doing that stuff anymore, man. I got right go do it in a ring where there's a, a referee right there to stop his corners from jumping on me and stopping him from hitting me with a bottle or weapon or whatever. So. Sanctioned is the best way to fight. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's, it's where I wanted to be a long time ago. Like I said, I, I yes. really wanted to do this. I'd been training for nine years when I took my first fight. So and, right. and to win three in six months and then really try to make the weight, like really train my ass off as hard as I could and still not see any weight loss at all. Just stuck at 330 for months and months training three hours at a time, three times a week, four times a week. So just... My eating habits were not where they needed to be. So it didn't matter how much I trained. I would just go eat a couple bad meals and I'd be right back to where I was at. So I would imagine um, working in the, like when you were working in the club too, that oh, yeah, you're eating it's like not the healthiest life. life. Yeah. You're eating yeah, like shit. You're having shit. drinks. Literally right next door. It's open 24 hours. So it's horrible. It was a bad yeah. lifestyle. It was, I was drinking all the time. I was, and right. I don't drink hardly at all anymore. Like maybe, you know, I'm not in training camp, obviously, but uh, when I'm not, I maybe once a month, if that, me and my girlfriend will go out and get a drink or something, you know what I mean? But it was four, five, nice. six nights a week sometime when I was working there. Right, right. It's a rough lifestyle when you're when you're doing that for a living, for sure. Um, one night in the in the club that I worked at, this is, I got to tell you this story. You're gonna love it. Oh yeah, I know this story. This I fucking dude. So there's this guy, and he's. The white dude dancing with this Asian girl. And now in the casino that I worked at, there's a, a big, like a uh, big Asian population in in the casino there. This Mohegan Sun? Yeah, Mohegan Sun. And there's a lot of gang activity in there. So the white dude's like grinding up on this girl. And all of a sudden this fucking kid, this Asian kid hits the dude in the face with a Grey Goose bottle cutting him from here all the way down across his face, like opens him right up with this thing. And when that happened, I'm telling you, it looked like a fucking Kung Fu movie. Like there was the biggest fight you've ever seen in your fucking life. But it was like a bunch of Asian kids fighting anybody. That's not, it was, it was just like a fucking movie. And like, everybody's getting thrown. Like people are getting thrown um, I had, I, I like dove off a, um, I did like a Jimmy Superfly snooker off of a fucking speaker onto like a crowd of people and like bowled them over like bowling pins. Just, just it was the most craziest fight. And there was like a stairwell in the back corner of the, the, uh, club. And we just kept dragging these kids, opening the 
door, throwing them in the stairwell and shutting it because it locks from the other side. There had to be 35 fucking kids in the stairwell there. Just, <laughs> just thrown in. And when the state don't police, accidentally throw the wrong person into the stairwell. Oh shit. Oh, bring no, them back no, in. Right. We were, we were trying to separate them. We're like, we're, we'll grab one kid. It turns out that they were like a, this like Chinese uh, gang that was like doing all kinds of drug activity and shit in the casino. But when the state police showed up, they're like, well, what the fuck? And they we're like, they're all in that fucking stairwell over there. <laughs> Good luck with that shit, man. I'll round yeah. them all up. Yeah, that almost shut our club down forever, man. That was like, and, and the crazy thing is that our club was open till two o'clock in the morning. That happened at like 1130, quarter to 12 at night, and it shut the club down. Oh, wow. Closed for the night. Casino, huh? Yeah, in the casino, they shut the whole club down. We were we should have been open for two and a half more hours. It was absolutely fucking insane. It's it, a it, like, big time casino too. This is a huge casino. The yeah. Mohegan Sun Casino is massive yeah. too. It's crazy. Yeah, for them to shut the club down, there was six, seven hundred people out into the casino floor that were just partying in the club. That were <laughs> it's, it was just crazy, man. Yeah. That life is not for everyone, I'll tell you that much. No, no, not for me anymore, that's for sure. I haven't done it in a while. I haven't done it in a couple of years, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, so you didn't have Chris Lytle life. and Sean Wheelock, you know, commentating your fights inside of the clubs and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, having a guy like Chris Lytle calling your fights, that's pretty awesome. So, how do you see what do you know about your opponent, Brian Cromer? Do you do you know much about him? You've seen some tape on him? Uh, I've seen a couple of his uh, fights on uh, that he has on YouTube, but they're a little older. Um, they're about seven years old. He yes. uh, he fought at a lighter weight. At uh, started out, looks like he started out fighting at one eighty five, and then he moved up to two hundred five, and now he's jumping to heavyweight. So you know, I I just don't know how that works out for anybody usually too well. But right. uh, and I'm a natural heavyweight. I've moved light on my feet at three forty. And now I'm 260, 250. Actually, I have 250, uh, 255 of it, uh, 256 as of this afternoon. So, you know, it's. Uh, Would you say that you're you're better now than you were seven years ago when you were fighting? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, teaching the classes, teaching the classes, and teaching the basics, and te- I mean, <clears throat> it went from four or five people to now I got 15, 16 people in the kids' class and in the adults' class, and I'm teaching two hours a night teaching the kids for an hour, teaching the adults for an hour. And it just keep, it drilled everything that I've ever learned in back in, I've never taught anybody before. You know what I mean? I've always just gone to gyms and trained and I've trained, I've gotten lucky enough to tr- be able to train at a lot of different gyms for free where I could just show up and, you know, they're like, Oh, cool. Josh is here and we're going to get some good roles in, or we're going to get, you know, good, some good sparring in or whatever. And <clears throat> to, uh, to teach all that though is it just it's putting me on a different level i feel like i I mean every little detail that i've ever even thought of in my head i have to be on top of these kids and telling them you know it's got to come back to your face it's got this is why it's got to come back to your face this is why we roll this way this is why we slip this way you know what i mean like everything (laughs) i've ever learned is coming back to the surface again and it's just it's a it's a different level right you ever uh, you ever train with lorenzo no, no, I didn't get to, uh, right when no. I started taking over here, he was moving back, I guess, to uh, Jacksonville or whatever, and he wasn't around here as much off, uh, as he was before that. Right when, before I took over, he was doing the boxing classes here and whatnot, and I wish I would have been here for that. That would have been great. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, talking about keeping your hands up in the in the slips and ducks and whatnot. Yeah, no, he just show show your students uh, his last fight with Hector. He said, and... uh, he said something when he was uh, they had him on a couple events ago to commentate for uh, uh, one of the fights, and he came out and he said, "I get up to the ring and I look across at my opponent and I tell myself I'm a ghost. How's he gonna hit a ghost?" And it just resonated <laughs> with me. It made me think to myself, like that is those that's the most serious defensive mindset i've ever heard in my life you know and i'm a ghost i'm gonna go in there and be like go i'm a i'm a wrecking machine and a ghost at the same time so he's gonna have a hard time touching me and he better be moving and on his toes and ready to go because i move a lot and i throw fast i got fast hands for a big guy and they get faster every day so there you go man well we're looking forward to this uh debut on december 9th and we're you know, happy for you, man. Coming back, coming back into combat sports, dropping a hundred pounds is, uh, or 90 pounds, whatever you dropped is a fucking feat in itself. Not a lot of people can pull that off and maintain it. That's great. Uh, what we're going to do here before we let you go, we're going to ask you five quick questions. Uh, quick thinking. Okay. Ready? Starting with number one. Here we go. What is a food that's always on your Thanksgiving table that doesn't belong there? Mm. Uh, um, probably the cranberry sauce. It goes on there every year, and nobody ever eats it. So, really? I, love I mean, I'll, I'll eat it occasionally. I'll be the only one that eats it. I put it on my turkey a little bit, but I can only stand a couple bites of it, and then I get tired of it. So, jellied. Yeah, I don't know why we make it? Jellied cranberry sauce or the shit, and it's with not the cranberries even really, in it. Jar, I still get the canned stuff. I just pull, pop canned the can stuff. on there and slice it open. But it doesn't have pieces of cranberry in it, right? It's the no, jellied no, it's stuff. Like jello. Like that's the good jello. stuff. Yeah, that is yeah, the good, good shit. That's the good shit. You All right, number right two. It's good on Mike. a sandwich, too. It's good on the turkey sandwich afterwards. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't Nobody wait for tomorrow. It, so that's why it doesn't belong there. This is tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> shit. What is your go-to Christmas movie? Uh, go-to Christmas movie. Um, uh, my... I'd have to go back to when I was a kid. It was the the Santa Claus. I think was my favorite movie when I was a kid. That, I mean, everybody says Christmas. With Tim story. the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah, Tim Tim Taylor. That's probably the go to one when I was a kid. But, All right, uh, if you were drinking right now, beer, wine, whiskey, or other. Uh, if I was drinking right now. No, no, no. Like you said, you said you're not drinking right now. No, I'm saying in if training was, camp. If I, was, if I was going to have a drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be it'd be other. It'd be a vodka drink of some sort, probably. Yeah, vodka. Yeah. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to stay keto. I, I Staying on that keto. Vodka. All right. If I'm going out for a drink, I'll drink vodka and water or something like that, and buy, or White Claw or one of those seltzer drinks. Hey, can I tell you? I've been drinking these. It's called Down East mm-hmm. and it's cider. Okay. Oh, How many carbs cool. though? It's probably oh. full of carbs. You fucking yeah, stupid. I got to stay It's healthy. Open. No, nope. it's only 6% of your daily value, guys. It's 18 carbs. It's not a big deal. It's only 6%. Right. Number four. I all day today. Go ahead, Mike. Would you rather only have dessert on Thanksgiving or not any dessert on Thanksgiving? Well, I think we know the answer to this. Not any. Yeah. yeah. Not any? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, fuck dessert. And last question. Do you have any unique family uh, Thanksgiving traditions that you guys do? Um. No, no, not no. yet. We, we might start one this year. I'm gonna um, try to rumble with your uh... turkey. We're gonna split the turkey open and cut it all, cut the backbone out and smash it flat. I think it's called spatch cooking or something like that. I don't know. So we're gonna try to do that this year. That might be a new tradition if it comes out good. 
My neighbors across the street, they uh they have a fucking big ass football game in their front yard with like all like all the uncles and cousins and brothers and it's like a fucking eight on eight full full contact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, man. You just walk outside and watch them guys beat the shit out of each other across the street. It's kind of not our tradition, it's their tradition, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be your tradition to just sit there and watch and have a couple beers. So. Yeah, hell yeah, man. All right. Well, I put your sponsors at the bottom there. Um, you want to shout out anybody before we let you go? Yeah, just the the sponsors, uh 72hourprint.com, sleepandtrade.com, and then uh Kevin Smith for hooking me up here at the gym, hooking me up with everything that's uh, gone on so far and the future that we got together. We'll see what happens, see how the fight goes. And uh you know, shout out to my uh my family, my friends, everybody that's coming to the fight. There's uh, got over 50 tickets sold already, so I appreciate every one of you guys that bought a ticket from me. That's awesome. There you, you go. And uh, how do you see the fight playing out before we let you go? You got a prediction for us? Um, no prediction. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to give away anything. I don't want to give away any. Uh, it's going to be exciting. That's all it's going to be. I, I, I'm, I'm, I move around a lot. I, for a heavyweight, I'm on my toes and I'm circling. I'm back and forth. So we'll we'll see where it goes, man. It it, it really depends on uh, where he wants it to go and what 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 level he comes in there at. You know what I mean? Because it could be yeah. it could be you know a situation where he's just outmatched out. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like it much too much. So I don't want to I want to say what I want to do, but at the same time, I want him to be surprised when it happens if he winds up tuning into this. So. Well, all I got to say is go out there and have fun because oh, everybody that we talk to seems to have a fucking blast when they get in there. So you're probably going to see a serious look, but it, it, at one point you'll probably see a smile on my face in there. I probably won't be able to hold the serious look the whole time. So I, I love it. doing this stuff, man. It's, it's, it's my life. It's, it's just my only hobby I really have ever enjoyed. So <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show tonight and best of luck to you December 9th in Tampa, man. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Have a good night. You too. Take it easy. All right. That is the big man, Josh Sanchez, making his debut December 9th against Brian Cromer. I think his name is Cromer. Cromer? Cromer? I don't really know. When I was looking into Cromer, or Cromer, I was looking in topology and I I don't know if it's the same guy. I don't think it is, but this guy's got like 20 canceled belts from 2015 till now. Really? I don't know if it's the same guy because it, it said middleweight, but I mean, somebody could, you know, I mean, people go up and wait. So since 2015, shit. But yeah, there's a David Cromer that has like canceled belt, canceled belt, canceled belt from 2015 all the way to 2021. I was like, Jesus, what the hell? What's going on with this dude? Well, you want to talk about exciting. You want to talk about nonstop action in the fucking squared circle. Our next guest of the evening brings it every time. He has a couple nasty fucking stoppages in the squared circle, and he went the distance with the one Hector Lombard in his last of his last uh, bout, and will be making his return to the squared circle on December 9th. He is the redneck. He is Dave Mondell. What's going on, sir? How's it going? Good. How good. are you? I'm doing all right. Well, welcome to the show. Um, another. Sh are you? Uh, do you train at Shift MMA or? Uh, yeah, Shift. I do. John Trey. Yeah, with those yeah. guys, man. Bunch of good dudes over there. Yes. Yeah. We enjoy those guys, especially uh, Smash. Smash our boy. Yeah, he is the shit. 
So how are things, man? How how you feel? It's it's been a while, right? Since you fought Hector, it's been a it's been a minute. Yeah, it's almost. It was almost. It's coming up on two years. I'm glad I'm actually able to uh, to get back in there in this year, so at least fight once a year. Yeah, what has there been a reason why you took the time off, or was it just pandemic related? Family just bought a house and just living life, and my daughter, my son, spending time with them. It's hard, you know, at these camps. You know, I'm gone a lot, just training. I work my ass off and. I miss them. Right. How many kids do you have? Two. Two kids. And you're young. What are you, 29? I just turned 30. Turned 30. Two kids at 30 years old, man. You can't, you, yeah, you can't miss too much time with them. You got to spend that time. Those kids are, are the shit. I don't know what I would do. Like I've, uh, I've deployed a few times only once with kids. So I, I had an opportunity to deploy again this year. I was going to go. The only thing that was making me consider uh, getting out of the deployment was the fact that I'd be stepping away as my kids are seven and 10 years old. They're like getting the, to all the fun shit, man, the sports yeah. and whatnot. All the sports and the things they do. And it's, uh, it's hard, especially when they're, you know, asking you to stay home, don't go tonight, whatever. It's just, it's a drag, but uh, I'm in a good spot right now. They got friends in the neighborhood, the place we moved in. So they're always busy. They don't want nothing to do with me anyway. Anyways, so <laughs> It was just what, time to get back in there. What are the ages? Seven and 12. Seven, 12, almost almost same as I got. Yeah, I live in a neighborhood where you can just let them outside and in a couple hours walk out the front door and yell, Jackson and Nolan. And then like two minutes later, they'll come run into the fucking house. It's, it's great. It's same thing here. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, do they play any sports? Uh, not anymore. My son used to play baseball and stuff like that, but uh, they just kind of uh, they just enjoy playing outside, which is rare with the kids nowadays. Everyone's just playing video games or doing whatever inside, and you usually got to kick them out. My kids don't ever want to be inside, which is I'm thankful for. Same, same here, man. I got no video games in the house, honestly. They don't even want them. They they don't even ask for them, honest. And like my kid. Um, he come home one day and he's like, he's in fifth grade. He's 10 years old. And he's like, yeah, um, you know, I'm only like one of three kids in the whole fifth grade that ha that don't have a phone. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm thinking like, what the fuck? I'm like, do you want a phone? And he was like, no, nah, I don't want one. What do I need a phone for? I was like, <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> I'm sure by by the time he turns like 12, he'll want one. But at 10 years old, I couldn't believe that he's like one of three kids in the whole class. I'm like, what the fuck? Did they did they got him at school? Shit's getting serious. My daughter's seven. She has a phone. I'm guilty. But we needed to. I like to have it with her. I like FaceTime her and stuff when I'm going to practice. And she likes to call me, tell me about her day, whatever it is. And so I just Dude. keep tabs that way. Do they like to watch you fight? They love it. <laughs> they do. They usually yeah, most of them. Um, that, there's not really, I don't think they've missed much. Maybe in the earlier stages when they were just too young to really come out. But now like they love to be out there cheering me on. Yeah, it must be awesome when you finish fighting and you get your kids right there. You know, oh, I watched it. That was awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everyone, everyone else goes out and party. I just, I just go home to the family, dogs, and chill at the house. It's comfortable. 
Yeah. You know, I don't know. There, you know, there's Let's there's comfortable it's fun to go and, out. So. What's that? It said being comfortable is dangerous though. Because of two <laughs> years playoffs and stuff. It is dangerous. It is, but it's like, you know, it's nice to go out and have fun and everything. But you know, there's nothing like just sitting down in your place and relaxing with your family. I don't know. There's nothing like it, man. So hey, I hear you. Yeah, so you are making your return after almost two years. Um, you came into the BKFC, you plowed right through your first two, and then you welcomed Hector, and you went the distance with Hector. You just got to watch Hector in a title fight just recently. Um, what did you think about that fight with Hector and Lorenzo? And uh, are you planning on sticking around and, and maybe making a run at that 185 title that uh, – that Lorenzo now holds, or maybe even going after the 205 title there, Hector? Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely at 185 or less. I don't have any business being up in 205. That was just uh, they called and they offered a fight that I felt, you know, good with taking against him. And I thought it was a chance to prove, you know, to everybody who I was. And I, I only I only went up when they first called me about it, it was supposed to be at 190 pounds. And then it was 200, then it was 205, and then the week of, they're like, he's not going to make weight, it's going to be 210, and then it was 214, it was just, it was a mess. Jeez. But, uh, I, I, you know, I stuck around, I, I stuck it out, and went in there and did my thing. He headbutted you in that fight, right? Did he, he, headbutt he hit you in me that after fight? the bell, he headbutted me. Yeah. I felt he fought very dirty, but, you know, I, I don't blame him. I'd be frustrating the hell of someone coming in there and beating the hell out of me with one uh. hand. He you know, always yeah. seems to do Dude, some shit. Look at this. Mike Kanowski says, imagine that. Dude, I, I'm I'm not going to keep harping on this, but he has to be one of the dirtiest fighters out there. Always like, does. Every something. single fight, he always. does something. You know, except, I'm not except even, for this last one. I don't remember him doing anything. Uh, in the well, we can go back and really pick it apart. I'm sure we might find something. <laughs> I'm not I'm even mad at it, though. Like, it's just everyone knows what to expect. So if, you know, just level the playing field, fight dirty back. Uh, I went in there and, you know, I, I I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, you know, and then now I do. So if, if he ever wanted to run it back, I'd be, I'd be game. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Um, one thing that impresses the hell out of me with you uh, in your BKFC fights, at least, is is your left. You seem like you land your left hand at will. Do you would you say that the uh, the straight left right down the middle is your fucking favorite thing to do? Because, man, that the, the dude you fought in your second fight, I can't even fucking remember what his name is, to tell you the truth, but. You boxed Ronnie that Forney? dude. Yeah, you boxed that dude's head right off. Like it was a thing of beauty. I don't know. You he was like tough, you man. Time. I had him looking like a bobblehead, and I was <laughs> yeah. so like eager to try to get that finish. I was in there letting him hit me too, and it's like a weekend at Bernie's head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think any one punch of mine is better than the rest. I just feel like I got very good timing, good accuracy. You know. I put a lot of work in the gym, you know, to get it that way. I'm not the most athletic, but I work for everything I have. So I just, I train my ass off. Right. And those. And the, uh, the 185 pound division right now is really starting to get stacked up with now Lorenzo holding the title, but you got Dakota Cochran and Scott O'Shaughnessy and Jared Warren. Jared Warren trains at your gym, right? He's my teammate. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see you fighting him or uh, 
Her- said Zion? Zion Tomlinson's there. I mean, He's in the comments with the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. Zion Tomlinson's looking right at you right now. Um, Whenever he wants it to. There he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Zion? Whenever you want it to. But I'm saying, like, uh, was was it just time for you to come back? Or were you, like, watching what was taking place and you were like, you know what, I got to get in there, man? You know, um, I, I it was definitely time for me to come back. I, I've been trying to line up a fight uh, for, you know, uh, for for a while now, at least six months. And I've had a few fall through. Uh, a few times I thought I was supposed to be fighting and then just never got an opponent's name or anything. And, you know, it's what it is. They're a big organization and they don't, you know, when, when, when they're ready to put me on, I'll just be ready to fight and which is now December 9th. So here we go. Ready to get back in there. It's, uh, it's going to be good to see you back in there. Now your team over at shift, man, you guys got some solid, solid names and a lot of people, in the bare knuckle world like yourself and terry and jared warren and delaney and smash it's like uh are you guys you know focusing more on bare knuckle at that gym or is that just something that's happening uh it's just something that it's kind of turning into um so obviously we all came from fighting mma right and uh, our, our coach jihad is a mastermind in boxing and he's he's a great boxing coach you know and so when the opportunity to come and take a BKFC fight, we're like, well, why not? It's boxing. You know, we already do this. They expect the guys, the MMA guys, oh, we can we can take them. You know, they don't have any boxing. Well, and we do. And we're already used to, you know, the distance is uh, is a lot different. Like if you take a boxer compared to an MMA guy with the gloves, it just it changes the range a little bit. So we were already comfortable with that and we knew how to box. So it's just uh, it's just easy work. Yeah. And dominate people for sure for sure um what was i just gonna say uh training right now this is at 185 right well my so i had an opponent i, I forgot his name i got and when they sent me the contract it was a different name and they wanted it at 180 so yeah it's I, listed I, at 180 i was gonna say on the website yeah Right, so I was going to say, what do you know about this guy, uh, Stanslav Grosu? From Moldova. From Moldova. What do you you know about (laughs) that? You don't know anything about Moldova? Come on. Everybody knows Moldova. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Coach just told me it was time to go to work, and I'm ready to work. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, um, is it tough, like... When you don't know anything about somebody, does you think does that make it tougher for you, or are you just like, or is it more of a distraction? If you know more about some someone, do you feel like you might focus too much on certain things when I go, some of that stuff doesn't might not even really yeah, matter? I go back and forth with it. I used to like want to sit there and watch all the tape I could so I could feel comfortable, and then sometimes you do that and you create this monster in your head and all that, and it really shouldn't have any effect on the way you're training. You know, you, you should be pushing hard for no matter who you're, who you're facing, you know, and I, I put my, I put a lot of faith in my coaches. I know that they're going to steer me in the right direction. They, they can look at the tapes. If they want to watch them. They can tell me what I need to work on. And, and that's, that. it just, it's easier for me that way to just, I don't worry about it. I show up and I, I, I make him fight my fight. 
Well, I'm looking at him right now, and he doesn't look like he's very impressed with you, Dave. By by the look on his face, he's not impressed. Mm-hmm. He's not <laughs> impressed with your performance. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to welcome him to the BKFC proper. Um, what do you guys have planned for the holidays, my friend? You and the kids, you and the family. Oh man, it's I've been in this game for too long, and this is too familiar of a feeling for me. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to obviously we've got plenty of family time. we got family coming over for dinner and stuff, but I'm going to be sitting in the corner just watching everyone eat, enjoy the food, and I'm going to be starving. Oh, I was going to ask you, man, how on a scale of one to ten, how much does it fucking suck that you are you have a fight this close? To like ten. It, and biggest... it always seems to happen. But there's the flip side of that is it it, it, it just kind of it, it makes the victory that much sweeter. Is what it does, and um, we'll have Thanksgiving and all that other stuff right after the fight. Plenty of food to go around, which is a problem. I'm a fat wow. boy at heart, so that's why I'll <laughs> jump up and wait. And then I've never missed weight, and then I'll get the fight, and then I'll have to go back down. Are but you, it's just the are you like born and raised? In, are you born and raised in Clearwater, Florida? Is that is that like your where you from originally, or you yeah. just been there as Bolsmar, Florida? Yeah. Where's the what do you know about Scientology over there, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> and I know we used to make fun of them a lot, and I haven't heard about that in a long time. There's a lot of people that Scientology, like Scientology, is like that's like their their headquarters is over there, you know? Over there in Clearwater, not Oldsmar. <laughs> yeah, no, Clearwater. Yeah, dude, shit's getting crazy over there. Is that, is that that's the headquarters for real? How do There's, you know yeah. that, Mike? Because I went on a deep dive. With Scientology, you know, that type of shit like boggles my mind, you know, like when you have like organizations like that, like I got way into to, to Scientology, North Korea, um, you know, Flat because Earth. they're because they're they're like places or, you know, so, so Scientology in North Korea to me are somewhat similar because you have things that people know about them, right? But they don't quite know what's going on inside of them. And we're in 2021 where we're just talking about everybody's got a cell phone. Anyone can access any information at any time. But these places and these groups are so secretive that I'm like, like, what the fuck? Like, how does this happen now? You know, so I started getting into it big time, like going, you know, people (laughs) saluting Tom Cruise like he's a god and. You know what I mean? He's got people making him cookies and stuff at his house, like Scientologists. Like the guy who runs Scientology now, David Miscavige, his wife just disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody's seen her for years. She could be dead, but nobody <laughs> knows because they're so nuts. Like it's crazy, man. Shit's crazy. They just they pay no mind to him. We just oh. do our own thing. <laughs> you used to see him out there where they do some crazy shit or what? Yeah. To each his own. We just, like I said, pay no mind. Yep. Don't be sucked into no cult. No Kool-Aid drinking happening with me. <laughs> so you are, uh, you're coming back, and have you uh, paid any attention to guys like Mike Richmond and, uh, and uh, like, Isaac Doolittle just fought the other day. He has a beard very similar to yours in an a exciting fighting style. He could be a future opponent. Like, Have you been paying attention to these guys? Or in your time <laughs> off, you were kind of doing your own thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with that. Even when I am fighting, I don't pay much attention to the fights. You know, I, I, I barely even make it out to the fights unless I have a teammate fighting or something. I, I'm, I'm one who would rather be part of the – action then watch it 
are your are your MMA days going on outside of the family and everything? I just don't have time. Right. Are are your uh, MMA days behind you, or is that something that you might go back to as well? No, I, I would love to. I would still love to fight. And I was actually supposed to fight for the CFFC when they just came to the Hard Rock, and I had three opponents drop out on me, and then that was that. They just kept telling me they were looking, they were looking, and it never came. Yeah, because you had a a very successful. You were ten and five as a pro M and in pro MMA. Like you were fucking winning a lot of fights. So I was wondering if you, if you were walking away from that or not. But that's cool, man. You gotta keep your options out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. You know, at this at this point in my career, I just I'm I'm just looking to make a name for myself and get paid. You know, um, I. When I first took a fight with BKFC, I wasn't really sure which way I was going to feel, how I was going to feel about it, uh, where I was going to go with it. And I, 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 I can see how fast they're growing. And, and I just, I actually really enjoy training for it. it. To me, it's just, it's easier, less taxing on the body. And I, you know, boxing is, is right up my alley. I love it. What is it? I mean, have you guys done this before where so many fighters out of your gym are on the same card at the same night? Like, uh, you got on this one alone, you got you, Smash, Janowski, Delaney, right? Am I missing anybody? Do you have more than that? I thought Jared Warren was supposed to be fighting too. Um, I guess I just found out maybe they haven't found him an opponent yet or the opponent he was supposed to have backed out already or. I don't it seems know what to like with that. It seems like the card is short, at least a fight, because I see nine fights announced right now. Usually, there's at least ten fights. So, yeah, maybe. And I also have another buddy who fights out of uh, MJM Jr. Who's supposed to be fighting on this one too. I, I, my, my, uh, my home gym is Gracie Clearwater. I okay. train over at Shift MMA all the time with those guys because it's my second home. You know, Jihad used to be my head coach for a long time. And then, uh, and then I go, I go dabble over at MJM too, and hang out with those guys, and we're just all family. So, I, to my the way I look at, it, I got, I have five teammates fighting on this card. Well, the the fifth would be uh, Jared if he gets an opponent. Does that yeah. fuck with you at all? Like um, that you have people that you care about that fight maybe before you. It is, uh, it is, it was funny. We just had this conversation the other day. It, uh, usually when you go in the fight when you're on your, when you're by yourself, like we, as a fighter, like we don't get nervous about ourselves. I, I don't know how to explain that walking out, all that stuff. It, it doesn't, it, it does to me, it does nothing. But whenever I have a teammate fighting, I get super nervous for them, you know, walking out, yeah. I get like anxiety. It's, it's the, it's the weirdest thing. Cause it doesn't happen to myself. I'm like, why the hell do I care what they're doing? You know, but, uh, I have fought with I've fought on cards where I've had teammates fight before and I do pretty good in just staying in my own lane. You know, I try not to think about their fight. I try to just warm up, do what I'm supposed to do. I put my headphones on, go in my own world, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but it, it what I do like about this is that we're all in the camp at the same time. So we're all pushing extra hard at the same time. We don't have a few guys slacking off. They they may come in the gym this day. They might, you know, maybe not. And then you're just sitting there just trying to find anybody to train with. Right now, our team is we're pushing. We're pushing hard. We're in there all the we're in there every day. 
working. So yeah. I, I, you know, I think we're all, we're coming out there and getting five KOs. Nice, man. Um, yeah. You're not the only one making a return after a long delay too. Delaney Bailey's been out for a minute too. So it's good to see her getting back in there as well. She's got a tough fight. With Jenny Savage. I mean, there's some fucking really good fights on this card for real. And um, smashing Bobby Taylor. That's going to be. Oh yeah. That's going to be a banger too. I mean, I think I I really think that Martin Brown is the dark horse in that 155 division. Everyone forgets about him because he came out there at Knucklemania and blew his fucking knee out, but they all forget that he finished Zach Zane in two rounds on one leg and now he's back healthy again. So, yep. you know, Palomino the MMA could, champion. Pal, Palomino, yeah, he's a, he held, he held a title in MMA. Palomino yep. could be one fight away from uh from a Smash Brown title title fight so pretty exciting see that fight i i don't every i i don't know everyone um go ahead tell of us course, let us tell us go I, ahead i think how, I does, think they, how does a lewis palomino I, martin brown fight play out martin brown versus who bobby it doesn't matter oh. both of them he runs over both of them yeah yeah I mean, I'm 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 a, I'm in a heavier weight class than he is, and he's he's my hardest training partner. Like the way he's so methodical, you know, his boxing is is it's unmatched, you know, and it's he he lives and breathes this, you know. He doesn't do anything else, you know. And you call him, what are you doing? He's got head to the gym, you know. He's in the gym. He's running classes. He's in the gym. He just, I have a family. I have stuff that I have to do. I got work. Not Trey. He's there. He's working. He's a big dude too. Like he, he, um, what did he tell us, Mike, when he was on here last week? What do you say? He, he cuts, he walks around like 190 and cuts to 155, right? Something like that. 194. Yes. He said he was like one, he, he was at 194 and yeah, he's cutting he well, 190. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't know how you guys do it, man. That's, that's mm -hmm. a fucking crazy amount of weight to cut. What's it's the biggest cut you ever had? What's the most you ever cut for a fight? Um, well, so normally in like MMA, I fight at 170. So I would, I would rock around about, you know, anywhere from 190 to 200 pounds as well. So I would say the week of be like 186 pounds, like 16 pounds. I think the heaviest amount of water weight I've cut in one day was probably about 14 pounds. Damn. But then I walk back in that cage and I'm right back up to 190 to 200 pounds, you know. It's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, I don't it know. is I, nuts. <laughs> I can't I even imagine. Do that shit. If I ain't losing it in a piss, man, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. ain't losing any more weight after that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you know what, dude? We're going to ask you five quick questions, not fight related, and then we'll let you get up out of here. It is the Thanksgiving season. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I know you're not really eating right now. but what I love it. Side Bye. What is it? And pumpkin pie. And pumpkin Ooh. pie. Oh, God, it's going to fucking torture you. It is. <laughs> you sit in the corner, you're like, you're just staring at everybody with, like, you know, with a fuck you on your face. You're Damn. like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Rank these holidays best to worst Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Best to worst Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Easter. Yeah, 
That's what I would say too. Yeah. I said the same thing, and then I thought maybe it was like sacrilege to uh, say Easter as the last one. But let's let's be honest; it's the most boring really holiday at all. Christmas down there at the last one. Same how I'm the one who's got to buy all the presents now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Daddy. You know, days. You're exactly. I make Easter fun now. I feel like it's like a like a tiny Christmas. You know what I mean? Like we will get like a basket, a little bit of toys. I like to set the best things to Easter egg hunt, man. I get silly with Easter egg hunts. Like I do some crazy shit. I love it. I love the Easter egg hunt. That's the Dude, best part. You know what? You know what? A couple kids in not my neighborhood, next neighborhood over, got for Easter last year. Um, Segway go karts from the Easter Bunny. Holy and my, shit! Yeah, what? and my my kids were like, "Daddy, the kids up the street." I won't say their name. I don't know. I'll fucking call them out. <laughs> but because these these guys got. Segway go karts for uh, from the Easter Bunny, and I was like, No, they fucking did not. You go, you got listen, kids. The Easter Bunny doesn't like you guys yeah. that much. No, I don't know. No. You know what I told them? I, I said, I said, their parents are lying to them. Yeah, <laughs> they bought them and said it was from the Easter Bunny, but the Easter oh, Bunny didn't do that shit. shit. <laughs> Giving them secrets. That's I had to tell my kids, Listen, that Easter Bunny just doesn't like you as much as the kids up the street. I don't know what to tell you, I don't know them. Yeah, shit. You guys got a basket of candy like fucking when we were growing up. They must uh, have slipped them some bills. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Number three, favorite Thanksgiving Day memory. You got one that sticks out? I, I really don't. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like I get hit in the head too much. I forget a lot. But uh, I, I just I mean, all every year we just have all the family come down and it's pretty much the same stuff. And I just I just enjoy the family time, you know. It was never like one year. Maybe, where maybe like, you know, grandma got extra tipsy. You know, what was that? I said there's never like one year that grandma just drank a little bit too much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, my family's pretty tame, but uh, yeah, just being able to eat. Yeah, you know what I remember when my when I was a kid, we used to go to my aunt's house, and after dinner, all the dads and uncles would play poker for change. And back that was back when it was okay to like smoke cigarettes in a house. I just remember like being like eight years old, and like one dude had a pipe, and a couple of people smoked cigarettes, and they would play poker for like nickels and dimes and quarters and shit. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. That's like That's a good time. Hell yeah. Maybe I'll bring that back, except for the pipe smoking and the fucking cigarettes. <laughs> Number four. Pumpkin spice, yay or nay? Nay. Oh, <laughs> even after the pumpkin I like pie the comment. Pie. I don't know how much of that's got to be in there, but I don't I don't think it <laughs> belongs in anything else. I got to tell you, man, you're missing out. If you love pumpkin pie, you're going to have to get over that hurdle because I'm telling you, you're going to like everything else. Mike's a real fucking I don't delicious eye freak. food that I'm going to be craving. It's hard enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, if you could call out anyone for a fight right now, who are you calling out? I know you got a fight coming up, but if you Mike Perry, Mike Boom. Perry, Boom. Boom. Quick. That was quick. Quick was with the answer. Quick. I love it. And then why is that? Do you guys know each other or you just, that's a fight? I've that fought him you? twice and, and I've lost twice and he's always just had my number and, I just, I want that back, you know? And what better place to do it than fucking with no gloves on? This is great. Maybe uh, maybe you go out there, you get this W real quick, and then uh, that's one to make early 2022. Yeah. Because they're saying uh, they're saying February. About Either February. him or Lombard. Let me run that one back, too. Yeah. 
Lombard, uh, Lombard's not going to go anywhere below 205 anytime soon. So you'd have to be going back up there to see him, I think. That's all right. I'll just fight him at my walk around weight. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll give you a second. Uh, we threw your sponsors down at the bottom there. Um, go ahead. Shout out. Anybody want to shout out and uh, give us a little prediction for uh, December 9th. I just want to thank all my teammates. You know, we've been putting a lot of work in. I want to thank my personal trainer, Nick, over at Fitness 360. He's uh he opened up his own little thing at uh Chiseled Physique. Um, you know, uh Bodie Chiropractic helped keep me healthy, Market Mills feeding me, um, Florida Alternative Medicine, um, always giving me a good diet plan to go with. And of course, my main my main sponsors, Team Reaper, the whole family of fighters we got going, we meet up and we spar and stuff, so that's all cool. And fight prediction, man, I just I, I, I feel like I put them away early. Uh, a lot of these guys, they come in the debuts and they've never been hit with a bare fist that way, like from somebody else who actually knows how to fight. And I feel like once they feel that, they, uh, they, they, they tend to quit in there. They look like Mallow on their face, holding the back of their head. Oh, shit. Once again, Malo's name gets brought up. That guy. I heard you guys talking about him earlier, so I figured it'd be fitting. Yeah, that's perfect, man. He's uh, he's he's in everybody's conversation every once in a he's while. He's smart it's, on well, that part of it. He's I bring it's too bad he wasn't actually a good fighter and he could uh, actually do something. <laughs> Zion Tomlinson says he heard you duck Malo. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that from a lot of people. I'd that's... smash that kid and Zion on the same night. <laughs> all right, You're on well, fire you, tonight. Look at this. There you go, Zion. There you go. All right, man. Thank you very much for coming on. We can't wait to see you back in there. Every one of your fights is always exciting. And uh looking forward to seeing you in there on December 9th. Awesome, man. I can't wait to put on a show. All right. You have a good night and uh have a happy th- Thanksgiving, even happy though you can't really, can't really indulge in the food. But you know what yeah. I mean? Have the best time you can with your family. Yep. I guess that'll make it that much sweeter. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. See ya. Take care. All right. Hey, you want to give away a shirt real quick? A uh, short? We got to no, come gotta up do with a short. We got to come up with something, man. We well, let's come... do it after the next guest. Stick All around. Right. We're giving away a t-shirt after the next guest. Maybe even two. Um, Maybe. That was awesome. You know what? Anybody who uh, has seen him fight inside the uh, bare knuckle squared circle knows that that dude's going to come and bring fucking... A lot of a lot of power, a lot of excitement, and I don't know too much about his opponent, but his fights don't seem to last very long. The one with Hector went the distance, but that was with a world class, that was with a world champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and you know, dude's a little bit uh, of a of a creep. You know what I'm saying? He does some creepy shit in the ring, some <laughs> fucked up things. Guy always does. Listen. Every single time, it's always something. I just listen. If it's a, if it's it's, a headbutt or a a, short, a trunk grab or a fucking that's rope grab or even in the Riggs fight, everyone saw the trunk grab. Right, we were there. We saw the trunk grab. But the thing is, is then I went back and watched it, and it wasn't just a trunk grab. He grabbed it with his right hand because he got hit hard, and he would he looked like he was ready to go down. So he grabs on to the trunk, right? With his right hand. Ugh. And then he, <laughs> he swings, lets go with that hand, grabs with the left hand, pulls the trunk some more, 
gets hit again. They fall up against the cage. Then he then he lets go of with his left and grabs with his right and then pulls the trunks forward and he's trying to punch. I'm like, this dude was holding on to his trunks for like six seconds with back and forth like three different times. Like, that's fucking wrong, man. Or missing weight, missing weight six times. Or, or running from the Olympics or yeah, whatever the hell he's doing. Let's, let's get off this fucking... Yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know, man. He's... He just shites the shit. Anyways, we have one more guest for the evening who will be making his debut as well on December 9th. He will be fighting the... Who the fuck is his opponent? Let's go. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez Rolone. Look at the fucking... Look at the mustache on. You gotta that roll face. your R. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, I can't do that. That is something that I. Ne- he fought. Uh, he just alone. fought, right? He fought. Um, was it? I want to say it was maybe was it Montana that he fought? Did he? He if did he was fight. In, I, it was in one of the last fucking, fight nights here. Didn't the whole fucking Montana card get suspended? It, it was either Montana or the. Uh, what was the other card? Well, you know what? I bet you Steve-O knows. Yeah. And he can tell us. Right. We got. But I know that guy. I'm pretty positive that guy fought recently. All right. So let's find out because we need to uh, we need to find out who this guy is, too, because our boy Kevin Smith over Smith Brothers Combat Sports told me, Kyle, you got to get Steve O'Morris on. This kid is exciting. He's a fucking beast. And he's going to be making his debut December 9th at BKFC Tampa. Let's bring him on right now and get to know this guy a little bit. Steve O. Hey, what's going on? Hey, now. What's going on, sir? How are you? Good. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Where are you at right now? Just out on my little patio. Chilling. Looks like it's daylight where you're at right now. No, I got lights up there. Oh, oh man, those lights are fantastic. It looks like <laughs> yeah. fucking, looks like you're sitting in the in like the uh, afternoon sun right now. Yeah, I got the kids inside. They'd be all over the phone. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. the four-year-old. They'd be all in the camera. How many you got? I got four all together. Four kids. Wow. And what are the age? I mean, like, are they spread out pretty good or are they all pretty close? Yeah, to I got I got two in Illinois. I got a seven-year-old named Jace, three-year-old named Bexley. And then we got Jace. I mean, not Jay. I already said that. Uh, Jackson, he's four. And then we. I just had a newborn, Lux. She's five months. Cool name. Nice. I got a Jackson as well. How did you spell it? J-A-X-O-N. Me too. Oh, look at that. Ooh, would you look yeah. at that? I got a 10-year-old Jackson, too. That's cool, man. Same exact spelling. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, you are making your debut December 9th. You hooked up with Kevin Smith over at Smith Brothers uh, Combat Sports. You uh, got yourself a contract to make your debut in Bare Knuckle. Uh, tell us a little bit, bit about yourself. Um, where did your combat sports uh, journey start, and how did you end up in Bare Knuckle? Well, I've known Kevin Smith for years. I've known him back when I first started MMA. I got into MMA like six years ago, but I wasn't taking it serious at all. When I first started out, I was just thinking I could be that guy, that badass, just walk in there. But then I was getting in there with guys I had no business getting in there with, with no training. But then every show I would get fight of the night or it was just the most exciting fight and Kevin was one of the always, always one of the old uh, people coming up to me saying, you're going to be something someday. Don't give this up. And then, so I ended up going on a seven loss streak actually. And then that's what finally clicked in my head. Like I want to do this for the rest of my life. So I need to switch something. Something's not right here. Nobody wants to, I might be exciting, but nobody wants to come watch somebody's going to, they know they're going to lose. 
And then so I ended up moving down here to Florida uh, about a year and a half ago. I was in St. Pete, but I've been training here at American Top Team Tampa. I also train wrestling with MG Wrestling, and I've been boxing with Tampa City Boxing. So would, would you say that, like, uh, wrestling, grappling, was that, like, your your strongest point, or, or is it boxing? I, I, I started out as, like, street fighting. That's how I got into street fighting. Originally into fighting. I was always street fighting constantly, just any reason, money, just because just I wanted to, because I was good at it. And then people would always say, you need to get into a boxing gym. You need to go to a boxing gym. And I'd be like, there's no point. I don't need that. What are they going to show me? Blah, blah. Yeah. So then I eventually ended up going there. And then I remember my coach, Javier, uh, my hometown, Danville, Illinois. That's where I'm originally from. Uh, he put me in there with this little kid. And I'm like, I'm just looking around like, I'm about to beat the hell out of this little kid. And then I remember for like the entire three minutes, nonstop, I just could not get away from him. He just whooped me. And then after that, I was like, <laughs> I got to respect fighting. And that's what made me fall in love with boxing. That was my original start boxing. Okay. And then I boxed for like seven, eight years. And then I was like, well, I want to. And then I started watching MMA. And I'm like, I like how these guys are getting punched up. But then they're slamming people. And then they're getting back up, punching them again. I'm like, that'd be even better and more realistic if I was getting into a street fight. Right. And now, your, your fight, your fight coming up on December 9th. Uh, what weight class are you? 145, 155? 145. 145. All right. So you've been keeping an eye on the BKFC and like, uh, have you been a fan of BKFC or, uh, uh, on and off? Like I get to, I got to work with a few of the guys that made me like it even more, but I don't, I know a couple of the roster, but I don't know as much as I probably should. Who are some of the guys that you work with? Uh, Julian Lane. Love working Lane. with that guy. Uh, Travis Thompson? Uh, no, I didn't get to meet him, but he also works over at Kevin's Gym. Uh, Lorenzo Hunt, quite a few times. And Abdigail. Abdigail, I can't think of his last name right now. Velasquez? Yeah him a few times wow so you got you got to train with some of the some of the elite guys over there oh in the and, yeah and also uh Mart, martin trey brown the main event december 9th i work with him also damn all right all right yeah, we man, actually that's... have rick in the comments steve yes. o's coming to fight rick coleman so yeah he's people just, looking he's forward to you Everybody knows that every time I step in there. I've I'm, never been in one boring fight. The only boring fight I've ever been in was my last MMA amateur fight, which was just a couple months ago. And it was just like just getting laid on for nine minutes. I don't know why people train for two months to go lay on another man for nine minutes, but <laughs> yeah. that was the only boring fight I had at all my amateur fights. Awesome, man. Well, then this is the perfect sport for a guy like yourself, especially oh, yeah. a st street fighter, a guy who uh, loves boxing, you know, dirty boxing. This is the sport. So um, tell us a little bit about your, your background. As um, I, was, I was talking with your, your manager, and he, he said that you've had, you've had some, some uh, rough times, some tragedy in your lifetime, and, 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 you, and you fight for, for a reason now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're probably mentioning. I mean, I had quite my whole since I was 11 up has been tragedy. <laughs> but 
the main thing he's probably uh, bringing up is I had a little brother. We were best friends, hung out all the time. And then he ended up getting hit by a train when he was 15. And then around that, around that time is around the same time. I was like, I need to start taking this serious because I was starting to lose people left and right. And he was the most important to me. So it really made me dedicate plus my kids into fighting. Like I need to take this more serious. This was, this was back in Illinois. Yeah, in Danville, Illinois. How did, I mean, if you don't mind me, like, how did the accident happen? Did he trip? I was, actually, I was actually on the phone with them, like, five minutes before it happened because I heard the trains in the background. But my grandma, it happened, like, right across the street from my grandma's house because there's train tracks right there. And he was crossing over to come home. There was one coming and another one about done. And he was going to run across as soon as the other one stopped. But then he, as soon as he ran across, his gene got caught in the track. Oh, and then by oh, the time, shit. by the time he got up, he didn't get hit, like hit head on. They, uh, they said he got thrown to the ground and hit his head on the rocks pretty hard. So it, it clipped him when he got stuck. Wow. That's yeah, and it, it threw him to the ground. Well, that's terrifying. So now that you, uh, you dedicate your, uh, your fights to your brother, I heard you uh, have a logo that you wear. Um, in his in his name is that what you got on your shirt there? Or? Oh no, this I have his logo. Uh, it's actually a tattoo on my hand. Sean's world. Sean's world. That's yeah. That's I pretty much wear that on ever since that happened. That's been like my main logo. I'm gonna get that. I want that to be sold in stores one day. I want that to be forever his memory. That's that's pretty awesome of you um that's that's very sad and tragic man i'm sorry to hear that but it's uh it's great that you've picked yourself up and you uh made a made a move down to florida to make a career out of this and uh are you are you gonna stick with bare knuckle or are you gonna go back and forth from uh mma to bare knuckle or boxing that's all gonna depend on money more than anything to me because i'm still young i still like mma and bare knuckle is not a sport to play with. I could break my hand and be out for a year or two. And this is how I make my money to pay my rent. So if they keep, if they pay me well, I'll stick around. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's a sport you can grow. You can grow in this sport pretty quickly. Like, you know, the roster isn't the deepest roster it's a pretty new sport so if you go in there guns blazing and you start picking up some wins i mean you can you can head right to the top very quickly and the sport is picking up fastest growing sport in the world i mean this is the time you want to get in and get your name out there and, and get some wins because people are starting to notice bare knuckle it's it's really starting to pick up yeah i notice every show gets bigger and bigger what i'm going to do december 9th is going to no talking or what I can say is going to show what I'm going to show, but my hands will show. Best way to, uh, best way to do it is go out there and impress the bosses. They'll be offering you fights left and right because you see like guys like the ones that you mentioned that you trained with Julian Lane and Lorenzo Hunt. Those guys are on cards all the time because mm -hmm. they go out there, they put on a show, they win fights. And then 
Feldman and Nate Shook go go calling and they answer. So if you wanna if you go out there and you put on a show and you get a win, I'm sure you'll get right back in there again. And the nice thing is the 145 pound division is not the deepest division in the world. Yep. Easy, That's... easy division to become the face of. You know what I mean? And you have a look, you got a cool name, you got tattoos all over you. I mean, is you definitely a marketable person? And if you fight the way you say you do, which we understand uh, is an exciting nonstop action style of fight. I can't imagine it going any, uh, any way, but up, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I plan on my name being mentioned just like they're mentioned all the time. If they treat me well and want to keep me around, then they'll show that. And I plan on being mentioned with those guys because I'm an aggressive. I don't step back. There's no reason for that. I'm there to in your face. I'm ready to fight the entire. I'm not going five rounds with you. <laughs> Bare knuckle. That's not going to happen. Right. I don't you know, want to be all... right there in the comments, uh, ultimate king of power says, <laughs> you don't even got to win in BKFC to get the call back as long as you show heart. And that's true. Yep. That's absolutely true. You got. Honestly, like we love Travis Thompson, but Travis has four losses on his record. But you know what Travis's four losses are? Are fucking knockdown, drag out bangers against fucking the best of the best out there. So even though he's rocking out a four and four record, he's already he's fought eight times for the company. You know what I right. mean? They keep calling him back. Zach Calmus. Zach Calmus took the took the L in Birmingham against Bobo O'Bannon, but it was the best fight of the night. It was a bloody fucking war. And uh if his mouth didn't get all fucked up, he would have been right back in there. And they right. offered him another fight. They tried to bring him back. So he could not- have just fought on, uh, you know, on the New York card, but his opponent uh, went AWOL. So, but they want him to fight. So, yeah. And so you said you, you've known Kevin Smith for a long time. Like, where does the relationship with Kevin start? Uh, I've known him for like four or five years, I believe. I met him of, uh, I used to fight at a promotion called Coliseum Combat a lot. I never wanted to fight there, but I would keep coming back every time. And he would always be one of the first people as soon as I stepped out saying, don't stop. You're going to be a star one day. And then that's the only time I'd really talk to him because I, I wouldn't be in the mood. I just lost a fight. And he was just, I just always remember him being there. And then I ended up moving to Florida and he only lived 30 minutes from me. So worked out perfect. So opportunity knocks, man. That's fucking great for you. Yep. Um, yeah, Tony, uh, DJ Tony says in the same thing. What we were just talking about, as long as you're exciting, Tom Schof is a perfect example. Tom Schof doesn't have the best record in the world, but he brings it every fucking time, and he's one. Of, he's one of everybody's favorite fighters. So you go out there, you do your thing, you get the W, and you, uh, and then you come right back. Make yourself a star, man. It's freaking awesome. Do it for your brother's name. Um, before we uh, let you go, we do a speed round here. We're going to do a few uh, off-the-wall questions so that everybody get to know you on a personal level. Here we go. Speed round with Steve-O Morris, the blessed one. Favorite tattoo? I think we already know the answer. I was going to ask you, what's your favorite tattoo that you got? Go ahead and tell us. Well, I actually have three of them for my brother, so probably my I'd say my back tattoo. Is it? Have, is it? Yeah, a, it's a huge. It's like a huge jersey. No shit. Because when people, I always saw people in sports, they get their own jerseys sold in stores, and I was like, I'm gonna be a fighter. I'm never gonna have a jersey. 
I might as well put it on my back. So when I'm, I'm in the, the ring or cage, I have a jersey. Is the, jer- <laughs> nice. is the jersey style, uh, I don't know what it looks like. Is it like a Chicago Bulls type thing? or Yeah, does it have like pinstripes? Uh, which it'd be hard for me to show you right now. It's like it's just a huge 15 with flames in the background. It's my entire back. Nice. Awesome, man. And uh, when did you start getting tattoos? You got a fucking million of them. Uh, I started, my mom actually signed for me to get my first tattoo when I was 16. She was like, that's it, no more. <laughs> and, then, and then I found a guy Ta-da. outside. Yeah, I found a guy outside of a shop and started getting little ones. And then she started noticing. She said that wasn't there. That wasn't there. <laughs> she she does not like. She, she wish I stopped a while ago. She tells me all the time. Really? She don't like your tattoos? No, just a couple of them. She says I overdid it all the time. Yeah, it's it's funny how a lot of parents are like that, but then they get used to seeing it. And you ever see like those videos that are online of like tattooed up people, they get covered up with makeup and then they surprise their parents. You ever see that shit? Yeah, I was thinking about doing that on Halloween, actually. Really? Yeah. And then the mom, (laughs) like I watched one where the girl had like her whole face was almost almost completely covered in tattoos. And she had like the black in her eyes and like the split in her tongue. And she got made up. And it, she looked like the uh, the most normal fucking yeah. white girl you ever seen in your life, and the mom was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I like that." <laughs> the mom was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm too used to the other you now. I, I don't know if I'm okay with this." <laughs> That's. Cool. I have yeah. a uh, since we're talking bare knuckle. I just, I have a just got a bare knuckle tattoo like three weeks ago. I can Would, show you that. Let me pull my sleeve yeah, up. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, nice. Yep. Like the old, the old John L. Sullivan. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Dude, everyone's getting those now. It's like, uh, I mean, that's cool. I, I'm Now I'm going to say that if you get one of those tattoos, you've got to be a bare knuckle fighter. So he yeah, earned it. Right. Mark Irwin earned it. Anybody else that has one that hasn't fought uh, bare knuckle, you're, you're a fucking idiot. You're like. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, it's part of the code now. If you get it, you just get slapped if you've never been in a bare knuckle fight. Number two. Here we go. Number two. Other than turkey, what's the one food that has to be on your Thanksgiving table? Green bean casserole. Green Green bean casserole. Yeah, that's that's my shit. That's my favorite. Uh, we just, I just made some tonight. Well, really my wife did, uh, cause we were prepping for time. We were prepping for tomorrow, but that's her main shit. She's like green bean casserole has to happen. Yeah. Or nobody's coming over. You kidding me? <laughs> that's how I am every year. There you yep. go. Number three. And I'm asking you this because I want you to take a good look at my friend, Mikey here. My boy, Mike, is it too early to have up a Christmas tree? Yeah. There you go, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has to be at least the day after Thanksgiving. That's yeah. two days from now. <laughs> yeah, that shit's been up for a week. <laughs> it actually has been up for a week. That's yeah. that's all my that's all my wife, man. As soon as one thing ends, the next one begins, and she starts decorating. 
My, yeah, I don't my know. girlfriend's the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the beginning of this show here, but uh, Mike Mike has the Tony Montana room down there, the all-white yeah. Christmas tree. Nope. <laughs> I no, just sifted a bunch see of – see this right here? That's Everybody thinks that that's snow on the tree. Yeah, uh, that's you know, little Tony Montana. <laughs> I just stick one of them pines right up my nose, and I'm good to go for the day. I do it before yeah. work. Don't tell anybody. Off know. to the races. Yeah, and then you go upstairs, and it's the McAllister house. So it's it's uh, yep. <laughs> it's Scarface in the basement, home alone upstairs here at the, at the old Hunnell house. He's just a Rhode Island boy. I'm a Rhode Island no. boy. That's right. I'm a Rhode get, Island boy. I was trying to get those guys to walk out with me. Oh, no, that would be so awesome. Are you kidding me? I they, did. Never, they never messaged back. Oh, come Fuckers. on. What are they, busy or something? What yeah. the hell are they doing? <laughs> You could probably get the Rhode Island boys to walk you out. That's right. <laughs> I don't think I heard of them. That's that's this dickhead oh, right okay. here. <laughs> I'm a Rhode Island boy. He lives in Rhode Island. Oh, man. All right, all right. Now, number four, here we go. What's your favorite cheesy pickup line? Wow, I've never used one. Oh, Me man. neither, but I know a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm terrible at that one. Yeah. I ain't going to have an answer for you. You girls uh, happen to be from Ireland because my penis is Dublin. <laughs> Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, that's I could have gave you that one. <laughs> what about this? It was this one, Mike. He was like, "Does this smell like chloroform?" Just kidding. Her name's Kyle. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Oh man, that's funny. So you got no pickup line. That's fine. You got you got a. You got four kids and a girl inside. Yeah, so. I never really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. All right. All right. Last one. If you were in a Braveheart type fight, what weapon would you use? Oh, you guys are going to. I might look dumb on camera, but I don't know what Braveheart is. So oh, it's like a medieval times type of oh, a that's battle. My, that's like my using favorite. a mace or How an old axe. Are you? How old are you? 26. 26. Born in 1995, so yeah, Braveheart probably came out the year before you were born. So yeah, that was. That you was should check it out, out, dude. It's a fucking. Oh, yeah. It's a movie oh, of I, movies. Came out in May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five, buddy. I love those times because I feel like I should have been born back when they got in the Coliseum. That's why I fight too. I feel like we're modern day gladiators. Yeah. Well, but, in that movie, there's a lot of swords, there's a lot of yeah, axes. Medieval times, like straight up, like it was like one of the, the, mace the first the movies that had yeah. like really, really good medieval, like two fucking clans just running at each other and just killing each other on the battlefield with maces and swords and axes it would and either, shit. The, it would either have to be between a sword or the the chain with the ball on it. The mace. The mace. Yeah, that. Yes, I always Whack feel like I feel like, that I feel shit. like dude, but it, then so, choke them out. I feel like the mace, although it is a badass fucking weapon, if you swing it and it gets stuck in the side of somebody's head, it's kind of fucking. You put your foot on their head and then you yeah. pull it out. Yeah, don't but, you see? but if you've got multiple dudes coming at you and your fucking mace is stuck in this dude's head over here and this guy's coming at you with a fucking sword, yeah, you don't got time to step on his head and rip that it's shit. It's all off. about Valhalla, my friend. Oh man, I'd have I'd have a short sword for that situation. <laughs> There you go, man. <laughs> always got, always playing B. Always. Yep, yep. You pull it right out of your boot. Mike, what do you know about living life with a sharp, uh, with a short sword? 
With the short sword, dog. Come on now. I always get that short sword. Oh, fucking bastard. Dude, Steve O, we are really looking forward to seeing you fight, man. You're a cool guy. You seem like you uh don't fuck around when you get in the ring. It's all business, all action at all times. We can't wait to see you get in there. Take a minute, shout out some people, thank whoever you want to thank, and uh go ahead and give us a little prediction on how you are going to wrap up your December 9th debut. All right, I'm bad on the spot, so I hope I don't forget anybody. But I want to thank my coaches, first off, uh, Coach Mahmoud with MG Wrestling, Coach Rob Garcia with ATT Tampa, uh, Omar with Tampa City Boxing, my sponsors, Heavy Handed Tribe, Southern Loud Majority, uh, Be Real, Be Humble, Fast Money Billionaires, I know I'm forgetting people. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. I'm not good on the spot. Shit happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to my kids. I love you all. I miss you too up north. See you for Christmas. If you get the chance to see this. And then my prediction for my fight, it's going to be over in two. We're not going past two. The first round, it's going to take me about maybe 20 seconds, if that just to get the feel because, you know, it's going to be a little different getting in there bare knuckle with no gloves on, but I know it's going to, I'm going to either it's going to take 20 seconds or it's just going to be instant. So I know we're not going past the second round. There you go. There you go, everybody pay attention. We got this man, Steve-O versus the man with the mustache, uh, Jorge Gonzalez Rolón. Don't, think it's going past 20 seconds so tune in and uh cheer on your boy thank you for coming on enjoy your thanksgiving with your family i don't know if you're uh if you cut a lot of weight or not if you're not going to be able to indulge in some of the food Uh, i I cut i cut a lot of weight yeah so i'm a i'm a a big pretty big 45er so you're in the same boat as uh mr dave mondell was right you're gonna sit there and watch your family eat tomorrow and just no i gotta little healthy side i can i'm just gonna run extra there you go (laughs) so you're gonna enjoy yourself a little bit tomorrow yeah i can't just sit there and just die there's no way there you go i love food i'm a fat kid when i'm when i'm not in fight camp i am i eat way way too much (laughs) well tomorrow's the day to do that watch some watch some football eat some food enjoy your family and uh best of luck to you on december 9th uh we will be watching Yes, All right, sir. appreciate you guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All you right, too. Man, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. See ya. Mikey, yo, yo, Mikey, yo. Mikey, Mike. Pew. Look at that. I swapped yo. that quick for you because I know you don't like to be on the other side of the fucking screen. I know that's this not is the your way. Thing. This is the original way. This is the original way, dude. That fucking background is something out of a goddamn photography right it's like, kind of perfect isn't it it's goddamn it, it's fucking goddamn perfect man and um yeah awesome dude tragedy what happened to his brother man My i know that's so sad, that's some dude. shit that you see like in a movie and that's yeah devastating it Get, is definitely uh to feel bad for him i know you know people go through some really hard shit and that's the thing like no matter what, I like to always put myself in reality. You know, we might goof around and say this and that. I might be out and I might be goofing on somebody or thinking like, ah, what the hell is this person's problem, whatever. But everyone always has their own story and shit going on behind the scenes. So 
even though you might not know, and you might think someone's an asshole or this and that, you have no idea what they're going through. So I don't want to fucking bring everybody down after a good show, but it's no the truth. You don't know what people idea. are going through. So it could be something crazy. So listen, 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 listen. I have a question. I've looked up questions for this. Have you thought of any, Kyle? Because I have some. I don't. I. You know what? I'll let you come up with the trivia question or whatever kind of question you want. Okay. But listen, guys, here's what we got. I have a limited amount. I got XLs. I got double XLs in the gray. I got kid sizes, large, medium, and small for the kiddos. Um, I want to give a couple of these away. I got a couple. I think I got a couple double XLs of the dark gray, maybe a triple XL too. So why don't we fire off a question or two? I'll throw a T-shirt. And a couple uh, magnets and maybe some stickers and shit to uh, to some loyal fans because I'm feeling generous on this Thanksgiving Eve. What do you got? All right. So, obviously, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. The main dish of Thanksgiving is a ham, right? Everyone eats ham. No, just kidding. Turkey. Fucking turkey. Turkey. How many turkeys, though? How many turkeys do we eat on thanksgiving what is the total amount of turkeys that in america eating? yes the total amount of turkeys in america are you fucking kidding me you gotta yes. give, you gotta give them a fuck okay so what we're gonna do is whoever gets closest without going over right someone's gonna google that shit you know it <laughs> come on f- start firing answers into this thing get to what yeah, let's see if somebody can get really close to this thing. Do you think we should just let them go until they get close? It'll take forever. Let me tell you this. It's way up there, okay? There's all right, 300, while- about 350 million people in America. So let's say there's a lot of turkeys getting eaten. So you got to think about it this way, though. How many people eat Thanksgiving with their family? So technically at my house, say we have 10 people, right? So... DJ Tony says at least a million. At it's, least a it's, million. It's well, way more than people that, having 35 people. 500,000, Susan Walker says. 500,000? 500, 500,000? What are people having? 60 people at their house for Thanksgiving? What the hell? <laughs> I had 75 people over. We only had a Kevin million. Kevin Smith said 10 million. Okay, Kevin Smith. He is. Is anybody else? Let's give, let's give a couple we'll minutes. Give him a few here. minutes. Hey. I'll I'll give a I'll give a couple uh, magnets away. I'll I'll, I'll, get, I'll bring a anybody got a kid. Everybody at, else gets to guess here. What are we doing? Anybody got a kid at home that wants one of these right here for their I'm child? I'm gonna count down ten. Tell me what nine, the number. Hey, eight, tell me what the number on the jersey tattooed on Steve O's back is. What's the number? First person that says it. All right. So check it out, Josh Sanchez. All right. I don't know who ultimate king king of 15 power. Kevin Smith you fucking cheater you DJ Tony you okay I'll send I'll I'll send your kid one Kevin ultimate king of power is going to have to tell us who they are cuz if not then we won't be able to send them a, a shirt cuz the answer is 46 yes million. here's the deal ultimate king of power you need to DM us on Instagram who you are and what's your address because we can't get back to people on YouTube. I don't know how to do that because I'm stupid. Okay? Okay. And anyway, if not, it was going to have to default. Yeah, We're yeah. So, default to so Josh the, Sanchez. So the winner of the fucking first t-shirt is... Did I say... I didn't say power. closest without going over, right? Did I? 
I don't know. What's the yeah, answer? It's forty six million. I already said it. Forty six million. The winner is ultimate king it of was power. Ultimate king of power. Whoever that is. Kevin Kevin Smith's getting a shirt for his kids, and we'll give one more away. Come up with one more. All right. What was voted? What side was voted by MSNBC Food or MSN Microsoft News? What's the best Thanksgiving side? Side dish. Yep. First person to say it. Mm-hmm. This one. This one seems like it's an easy answer. Yeah. I I want to yell it out. Come on, come on. Be- number one ranked side dish on Thanksgiving table. Susan Walker says mac and cheese. Incorrect. Eh. Kevin Kevin Smith. No, sir. No. Nope. <laughs> this is getting interesting then. Oh, Josh Sanchez. Mac and Doubled cheese. Doubled it up. Nope. 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 Come, nope. On, Come now. on. Come on now. Damn, Tony. Come on now. Corn. No, 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 no. That's not it. I know what it is. Come on. You know what it is. I did the ultimate king of power get it again? Boom, Susan Walker. No. Nothing. Go two people up. Ultimate King of Power. Yeah, but he can't win again. Come okay, on. Okay, he's 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 <laughs> Okay. He's uh he's eliminated. Susan Walker gets another t-shirt. She's going to be repping Mike and Mish. Or she all... can't win again. I don't know. Ultimate King. No. It says King. I I just assume it's a guy, but I could be wrong. No. Okay, so there it is, man. Susan Walker, Kevin Smith, yes. and the Ultimate King of Power. I need all your addresses. Hit me up on either Facebook Messenger or Instagram. Send me your – Susan, I got your address because I'm sending you some shit anyway. Get them to me. We love you guys. We're going to give you all this shit. Mike, we didn't do a Stunad of the Week because it is Wednesday, but there's no show tomorrow night. You got any Stunads you want to talk about? No. Well, I don't – I do have one, and I sent you something yesterday, Fox News. There was a guy who was getting arrested, okay? So – if you guys have a chance, which I know everybody should have a chance, right after this, go over and search this guy. He was about to be arrested. He's in a hotel room, and the cop has him by his arm, and all of a sudden, he just makes a beeline for the window, and literally, like in a movie, he was going to run and jump. So he jumps his entire body, hits the window, boom, and the window does not break. He bounces back in the room. He's like, oh. And the cop's like, where are you going? <laughs> Dude, it's the funniest yeah, shit ever. Mike so bad. I watched it like 20 times. Uh, it's fucking hysterical. It's really uh, good. That's my student out of the week. I just student out of the week. I don't know yeah. if I have a student out of the week. I It's been a... I, I, if I could call people out by name in my own life, I would have a whole bunch of students, but I'm not going to do that. What are you doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow, Mike? Uh, so I am hosting Thanksgiving dinner at my house, my brother's going to come over with his family, and uh, we are going to chill out here. My mom's going to come over. So, is is uh, Steph's parents going to be up there? No. No. Nope. 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 They're staying in Florida. Hey, this fucking guy. No, Steve. No, Steve. Got to use a bathroom. Hey, everybody, make sure you use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I'm having... um. Amy's whole side of the family over tomorrow. So we should have like 13, 14 people in our house tomorrow. Nice, nice. Uh, I think there's going to be two turkeys and a whole shitload of sides and whatnot. Lots of pies. A lot of pies for these paisans. You know what I'm saying? A lot of pies over here. 
Um, should be a good day. I don't know what it. What? Why is it that the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions, and the fucking Chicago Bears are always playing on Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's just a thing, man. It's become a thing forever. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like, it's just the way things are, and it's the way it's always going to be from now on. I think. Yeah, I enjoy it. Gonna eat some food. Gonna drink some 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 libations, as they say, and uh, some spice ciders. Um. Cowboys Nation says DJ Tony, you fucking student. My student out of the week is Mr. DJ Tony <laughs> for being a Cowboys fan. That is not America's team. Ladies and gentlemen, America's team happens to be red, white, and blue from right here in New England. That's right. You know what? Nice. Maybe once terrific Tom finishes his reign down in Tampa Bay, he'll give Dallas a season and, 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 and they can win. win another Super Bowl for the first time in 20 wow. years. Hey, I'd like to see it. <laughs> or 30. Know. Wait a minute. They won in what? 93, 94, something like that. In the nineties. Yeah. So it's been 26 years. The, the Cowboys. Hey, DJ Tony, the Dallas Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since Steve-O Morris has been alive. Oh damn! Damn, son, and oh, that is shit. What? Who we beat? Who we beat already this year? All right, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you to Truckin Carson for coming on. Cool ass guy. Can't wait to see him fight. Uh, thank you to Josh Sanchez, big heavyweight, making his debut December 9th. Dave Mundell making his fourth trip to the squared circle. Thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait to see him return. And Steve O'Morris, we wish you the best of luck in your debut as well. Mike, have a good Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. You Happy too. Thanksgiving to all of you. And you guys have a great night. Peace.